Jason Soto of whatever with Jason Soto. You have 30 seconds to get Mary Mitchell, your co-host, to guess a phrase. Ready? Go. Okay, okay. Um, parades. Cuts a steak. Things old people like. Vagina candles. Sex toys at Walmart. Things gross men obsess over. Music. Movies. Games. Things that are generic enough to talk about on any podcast. Ooh, close. Um, comedy, discussion, wicked awesome banter. Conan O'Brien. Oh, time's up. Hey, she gave consent. We were looking for whatever with Jason Soto, the comedy podcast that you can download right now on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, or anywhere you get fine podcasts. What if I said a good-looking and charming host? The Daily Show, John Stewart? Oh, jeez. Never mind. Hey, everybody. I, uh, as you can see, I dressed as fancy as I could today because this is a holiday episode. And that is why we all are here on video. Because only once in a while, special occasions, we do 10 special video episodes a season. And this is one of them. Right, Jason, Pete, and Rob? Yes, that is correct. fellow cohorts hosting. I... I, 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 I'm a little bummed because I wanted to wear a Santa hat, but I lost it. So... I'm to stay festive. I went ahead and wore my Christmas starts when Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomi Plaza shirt, nice. which is done in like an ugly sweater. It's eight bit, man. I want that shirt. So I, that is cool. So I am. So I'm. I'm. You can't see it when I'm sitting down, but I'm repping it. And then is Rob, like- Rob is. It's a Wonderful Life. Us. Uh, yes. It, it, I, well, well, I yeah, I, I'm not a holiday person, so I figured black and white would be festive enough. <laughs> I'm using it's a wonderful sense. life as an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we never did say this is the top five A through Z, and uh, way to make it official <laughs> and ruin it. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, the holiday special. Jeez. Uh, that's Rob. That's Pete, and that's that's Bill, and I'm Jason, and this is a holiday episode. We are going to be doing our top five favorite holiday movies uh, for the good old holiday season. That is what we are doing. Yeah, what Jason said. 
That's Dragons. what I was supposed to say. You can, but... you can expound on that, Bill, if you want to. Expound? It's... And we're going to further say things about those movies. Thank you for expounding on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm glad I can count on you to expound <laughs> on things. Bill, I have say... a serious question. Yes, sir. How much ecstasy did you take before this? <laughs> Wait, like... Do, okay, do you mean moving before... on. He's already answered the oh. question. <laughs> you mean before like, this, like, like today? What, what, or do you what mean you before this in general, like in my life before right now? Is ecstasy even still a thing? <laughs> the fingers are saying it all. <laughs> I thought I thought like the drug of choice was like was a uh, redolin right now. I thought that was the drug of choice. But <laughs> I don't know. For grade schoolers, come on, man. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, let's get this train wreck going. Let's <laughs> we're, do doing, it. we're doing our top five favorite holiday movies. Rob agreed to go first. So, Rob, I did, I did. what's your number Enjoy five holiday movie? All right. Well, before I talk about my number five, uh, I just want to say that, yeah, I am not a festive person. I am doing this in the It's a Wonderful Life. But for you, Jay, here we go. Let's make it this on. I'm a fucking unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> okay for you man okay uh, can't see it but whatever okay so my number five uh it's back from 2005 uh stars ryan reynolds amy smart and anna ferris um don't know if you could figure it out by those three people but it's just friends ah. written um by adam davis uh it was directed by uh ruger Kimball. um i probably butchered that guy's name i apologize way so much <laughs> So, the, the story starts out, you know, it's kind of like a back, a flashback, you know, when both uh, Chris, which is Ryan Reynolds' character, and um, Jamie, which is uh, Anna, Amy Smart's character, were in high school. And it's kind of like how, you know, back in high school, you're just, you're, you're this awkward teen, you know, Ryan Reynolds put on a fat suit for this show, you know, for this movie. Um and was just always after just his heart pined for Jamie. And, you know. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it, like, just, oh. it just clicked on me. Just, what movie you're talking just about. clicked on his I've headset. <laughs> so, you know. I have seen this. Fast forward about 10 years. Ryan Reynolds' uh, character, Chris, has dropped all this weight. He's looking smoking hot. He's um, gone past the humiliating high school years, you know. And he's now... Um, a shot record producer and he's managing this whacked out um ecstasy popping chick you know samantha james which is played by anna ferris and um a freak accident occurs and he's forced to go back home for the holidays you know and relive his high school years and he bumps back into jamie you know the long lost love and they kind of build this you know friendship back up and Yes, Bill, I can see your shirt very well. <laughs> Bill, your shirt's fantastic. Um, but, you know, the, the, the idea is that, you know, Chris, Chris, Ryan Reynolds' character, Chris, just really loved this chick and, you know, tries to woo her again. And in the end, you know, I think, did he get her in the end? Or is it one of those, like, I don't remember the full details. Did, but I'm not sure. It's kind of hard I to honestly have not seen it, so I can't, I can't tell you. Oh, well, you suck, Jason. Um, anyway, so, you know, it's one of those, like, what will happen to a person 10 years from now? What will you be like? Um, and, and how, like, you know, the world changes you. 
um, a couple fun, interesting facts about this movie. Um, it took I, my my notes say it took four hours for Ryan Reynolds to put on the twelve pounds of fat face that he was wearing throughout the entire show, the entire movie. It's four hours putting it on, four hours taking it off, and sometimes he would come out of the trailer and people were like, "Hey, is Ryan Reynolds in there?" And he's like, "Yeah, he's in there," and just walk off. <laughs> Nobody could figure out who he was. Um, one of the fascinating things I found out about this movie is this this movie kind of ties into a, a Canadian TV show I love called Corner Gas, which I don't know if you guys have ever, you know, watched it before. Uh, I love Canadian no, but I've humor. I've seen it. I've seen, You've seen it. So, um, I've seen that it exists. It does exist. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it, well, it's over with now. I think um, they did kind of like an animated version of it. But um, since the movie was filmed in Canada, three of the sporting actors, um, were were from Corner Gas, you know. So it was kind of interesting to see those people, um, uh, Michael Bryan, Kevin Cunningham, and uh, Fred Uanik. I can't remember who they play in the show, but I'm starting to think about it again. That was just an interesting tidbit. And my last fact about this movie, um, like I said, it was written by a guy named Adam Davis, and this was actually kind of like his high school style lifestyle like he this movie was based on real life experiences so i really feel sorry for him um because the shit we saw in the movie mm-hmm. you just kind of like ooh, that that looks painful and to think like he was ryan Reynolds' character you know so yeah my number five um just friends like all of us we are just friends oh and nothing more well maybe jason <laughs> but if he shaves i don't know I decided to keep it, so sorry. Yes, that ferret is so sexy on your face. Thank you. That's what I. That's what I think too. So, and I, it's like I said, I had not seen this, so I can't speak on it. I just something about it. I just never felt the urgency to see it. I can't. Tell. It's about it's about maybe uh, hour forty. Mm. You know, so I mean, it's it's not you know. It's something like maybe you and you and Felicia would want to watch, like you know, just late at night. Like, hey, you want to pop on a movie? Let's just watch just friends, you know. Okay, I might look it out. I look take look shots every it. time. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Pete, what's your number five? Hey, you forgot to do something first, Jay. Uh, let me do this here because I did something this uh, 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 last week, which I was mentioning on on the show uh, uh, the last time. I went to Texas. <laughs> I was in Texas for. Uh, uh, four days in San Antonio, and I wish I had your uh, the app that we uh, oh, yeah, here, run B. Run B. I, I was gonna to bring go it up see... later, but yes, okay, yeah. go ahead by I all means. Go see, uh, Spider Man, the new one, awesome movie, that's all I'm saying. And there was one part where I wish I had that app because I had a run P. It's free you know, to man. download, yeah, it's free so... to get. <laughs> uh, so, uh yeah, so I just had to mention that real quick that you forgot about that because I had to go run pee at the time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my number five is a tie between either getting an air rifle or getting a figurine. And uh, my tie is both, of course, A Christmas Story and Jingle All the Way. Uh, and... Uh... <laughs> Uh, uh, let me start with first uh, uh, Jingle All the Way since that's the lower of the uh, the bunch. Arnold Schwarzenegger goes trying to find a damn toy. (laughs) (laughs) Put the cookie down. He had to fight Sinbad (laughs) who was a postal worker. 
postal workers, you know, go berserk. Arnold don't like people who go berserk. So, uh, but anyway, they were, uh, na- I think they were neighbors too, if I'm correct. Uh, um, they were trying to fight for um, a toy for their son. And it was like a shopping spree thing, a one-time thing on Christmas Eve, last second shopping. And if you want to see something hilarious, because I'm an uncle, I know about last-minute shopping uh, sometimes and stuff, so I know how it is, how, how hard it is to find a toy that somebody wants. I'm even a godfather, so it's like my, for my goddaughter, that's the same thing. And I know anybody here who's a parent like Bill um, knows that trying to find a toy on Christmas sometimes can be a pain. <laughs> uh, and fun and stuff and everything tried to get it um, but uh, yeah it was hilarious like the whole movie for that was hilarious and the second one is the comedy classic Christmas Carol um, you had uh, the adult Rafi uh, narrating the whole movie and stuff and everything and it's about the little boy Rafi who only wants a Red Rider rifle for his, his uh, uh, Christmas present and he goes through so much stuff with his goofy-ass parents, his family, the bullies. Um, gets his tongue stuck on a, on the thing, on, on a pole at school. Gets uh, There's so much stuff. There's a big old uh, leg of a lamp. Uh, I, I, I'm just going to go like briefly into the, like, the highlights of it. But it, it's hilarious. <laughs> it, it's, it's just one of my favorite comedies for Christmas. Um, but it, it's there's other holiday ones coming up that's tops it but th- th- it's still classic like you can watch it over and over again never get old you, you mean a christmas old. story right because you said a christmas, yeah, christmas carol. story i meant to say christmas story if i said christmas carol sorry <laughs> two things i was like wait a minute when did ever totally just screwed get a red two very quick things i don't know you guys might know this but i don't think everyone does know this uh one uh, the guy who plays Scott Farkas inevitably followed me on Twitter. I don't know why, just kind of randomly out of nowhere, he just followed me on Twitter. So nice. shout out to him. Awesome. Uh, and two, uh, that movie story takes place yeah. in Hammond, Indiana. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, they, yes. uh, yeah, the guy who wrote it, Gene Shepard, he was from the region, if you will. Uh, and it was uh, based on somewhat of a true thing that happened to him when he was a kid uh the movie changes some things around uh but then like there's references to like you know griffith indiana and the the dad was a bears fan and <laughs> um, so we should apologize to him in indiana is that what you're saying why <laughs> <laughs> and um the thing about the uh, storm of swears hanging over Lake Michigan, like there's a bunch of references. So I just want to, I did people, not know that. people don't, yeah, yeah people yeah. don't realize that takes place up, up in Northwest Indiana. So I got yeah. an interesting, oh, sorry, excuse me. I got an interesting no, story for uh, the next one for my number four, because it actually is a story that I have for that, but okay. we'll get to that later. All righty. So that leaves to me to my number five. Uh, it's a cl- it's another classic, uh, and I actually just randomly just watched it the other day just because I felt like watching something. And uh, it's a wonderful life. It's my number five. Um, most people don't realize this, but when this came out, uh, which I gotta see what year that was, um, nineteen forty six. Um, it didn't do very good. It it failed in the theaters it 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 didn't do good it didn't get 
as popular as it is today until it came to the home video market in the 80s. And then it started getting played on TV. And then everyone started, you know, making it a Christmas staple to watch it every year on Christmas. But back when it was out, like in the theater, like it, it flopped miserably. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the story, uh, stars Jimmy Stewart, Donna Reed, Jimmy Stewart plays George Bailey. He's this guy who lives in a town called, um, oh my God, I blanked on the name. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> um, cause the, the alternate version was Potterville, uh, Bedford Falls. I got there. Um, it's a small <laughs> town. It's just a like small town USA. And, um, he uh his dad owns a saving alone uh which you know loans out money to people in the small town there's this rich asshole named uh potter who is really mean and evil and uh he's a slum lord he has all these like dilapidated houses that people rent from him and he overcharges rent so george has to stay in town to keep the uh savings alone building going so People aren't in the hands of, you know, this Mr. Potter. Uh, then one day uh, his Uncle Billy loses $8,000, which was a lot of money back then, um, uh, which was supposed to. I didn't realize this was the plot. I don't know if anyone realized this was the plot because everyone just remembers the part where he wishes he was never born. But it's actually like a financial <laughs> Movie. It's about finances. It is, yeah. It's about finances and banking. <laughs> now I see why it failed miserably in 1946. <laughs> Nobody wanted to watch that shit. But it's also why it holds so true to the world that we live in now. I mean, yeah. But anyway, uh, Uncle Billy loses this money that was the bank's money, the, the or the set building and loan money. He was deposited into the bank, you know, do like a business deposit. He loses it. Mr. Potter finds it. And then because Mr. Potter hates the savings and loan building, he pretends he didn't see it. And he calls the cops on George because he lost the funds of the building. And he even is like accusing him of like stealing the money and giving it to women and stuff. And so realizing he's going to go to prison, he wishes he was never born. His guardian angel Clarence comes down, grants him the wish. He sees what his life would be like if he was never born. And it's basically like Las Vegas meets uh, the town Biff Tannen ran in Back to the Future Part 2. It's basically what Potterville was basically, <laughs> basically right. was. <laughs> and uh, basically everything just sucked. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, he wishes again he was back to life. He, he's more happy and grateful for living. And in case anyone's like, well, why are you talking about this in a holiday movie? It all happens on Christmas Eve, goddammit. In case you didn't know that, it was a Christmas miracle that he was able to see the light and be able to live. And then everybody in town stepped up and raised the $8,000. This is the first instance of Kickstarter. I don't know if anyone knows that. That is, really this is the first Kickstarter. First, first noted recorded. Inst- yes, it is. <laughs> the first, the first televised. Kickstarter. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. So, um, I think you mean GoFundMe, <laughs> or that too? Either, yeah. Indiegogo, pick, take your pick. Yeah, take your pick. So, so anyway, it's a wonderful life. It's a classic. I love it. And um, I'm sure everyone, you know, loves it, too. It's probably going to pop up on these guys' list. So, uh, anyway, my number five is It's a Wonderful Life. It's a so-so movie. 
Really? Yeah, are you serious? Or are you just trying to start a fight? You're starting to start a fight, aren't you? No, it was I. Well, okay. So when I um, oh God, I hate using this phrase, but when I was in college, because I still am, um, <laughs> I took a uh, I took a um, a movie theater. Uh, <clears throat> it's kind of like a, a movie theater theology class. Um, so we would uh, break down movies and try and break them down to the bare bones. Oh wow! And it's a wonderful life was one of the movies and i mean i was probably like in my late 20s at the time and you know you get all these young 18 19 year old kids talking about this and they're like well i just think and i'm like none of you have ever fucking seen this movie you don't know what a wonderful <laughs> life is you don't know a christmas miracle you little shit shut the fuck up <laughs> and my right. professor he's like you okay there bro you good i'm like i'm all right <laughs> okay okay uh bill he disappeared i think bill has Billy! Billy! what's funny is i think i might know what he might have on his list but i don't want to ruin it i i can i can tell one two i could predict three right now off the top of my head what he's possibly well, gonna have while we wait for him let's see what your 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 predictions are you want me to just want me to just say it i'm i'm gonna write these down right, i'm gonna oh, i'm gonna yeah. say miracle on 34th i mean 34th street that's okay that's that's the fourth one okay so i guarantee you he's gonna have white christmas on there uh he's gonna have um i can't think what it's called the uh, babes in toyland oh god because he loves that movie and then um I want to say it's going to be a torn between It's a Wonderful Life, A Christmas Story, and uh, what Pete said. Maybe okay. Holiday Inn. Maybe Holiday Inn. Might be on there. Those are just right, off see. the top of my head. So I'm writing are... these down. So you're saying it's a tie between Miracle on 34th Street and Christmas Story. Uh, White Christmas, Babes in, Toy- Babes in Toyland, and Holiday Inn. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm off the top of my head. I have them written down. I want to see if he... All right, let's see if I let's see if reality. I know my friend for 30-some years as well as I think I do. Hey, look, if I know him long enough to say that I see him naked in the shower, you don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> so. I've seen many of my friends, you know. I'm just going to stop I don't... Talking. I don't think I've seen any of my friends naked. I haven't seen any either, man. The only one I've seen is female. Seriously, the only one I've seen is female. <laughs> well, well don't, you're don't. a very lucky person, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say you guys should check your shower caps, but, you know, don't check your shower caps. <laughs> Where the hell is Bill? I don't know. He just disappeared. Okay, should we, should we just skip Bill for now and go on and let him just do a recap? Because I, he was there. Now he's gone. I have no idea. Yeah. This is this is just wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, let's wait like another minute, then we'll go ahead and go to number fours. Let's just all let's right. just wait a second. And I'm probably gonna keep all this in the video version. I think this is funny. Perfectly fine. Yeah. I have no problem. I have nothing against that. <laughs> I normally would edit this out, but I don't know if I'm gonna have the time to do it nor feel like doing it. So this is all gonna stay in. Hey, it's the holidays, man. You gotta, you know. Yeah, so that's cool. We get the intro too. So, <laughs> so, uh, okay. It's a holiday special. 
We are just about we lost Bill. Done so. Billy, 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 Bill, Bill, hello, Bill, Bill, Bill. Did somebody message him? All right, Rob. What's your number four? All right, so we'll just we'll skip Bill. We'll come back to him. You know when he's when he shows up. You know with his. Hello Kitty headset. Yeah. Uh, so my number four is actually I just watched it last night. I've been kind of tossing about watching it for a while. Be kind of like mm, I don't know. Um, so I did watch it and actually I kind of liked it. Um, stars Neil Patrick Harris, Steve Zahn, and the, a new kid to the to the acting realm, Winslow Fegley. Um, it's a bit Christmas, written uh-huh. by a uh, Kevin Jabowski mm-hmm. and directed by Michael Dallas. <laughs> Um, so the best way to describe this is it's how I met your mother. If your mother was a Christmas gift, um, <laughs> that sounded, you know, I, that sounded better in my head, but yeah, okay. no, I'll so Neil Patrick Harris, NPH plays his character named Jake Doyle and he's with his daughter and he's talking about, you know, they came home to the to their grandmother's house, uh, her grandmother's house, you know, his mother's house for the Christmas holiday, and they he starts talking about you know back when he was younger about her age, all he wanted. There's Bill. Thanks for showing yeah. up, Bill. Jesus, Bill. So I was like, <laughs> like where? Anyway, so Bill, we'll get back to you in just a second. So, um, what, like here, I was saying, uh, so. Neil Patrick Harris' character is talking about all he wanted when he was a kid was the the Nintendo Entertainment System. You know, that's mm-hmm. all it was. That's that's a highlight of you know 1988. Is every kid's got to have a Nintendo Entertainment System. You know, when his sister has to have a real life cabbage patch doll. You know, so the whole story, the whole premise of the story is I've got to get a Nintendo system, and my sister's got to have a cabbage patch doll nuts the movie is nuts there's chaos and ensues at the entire film um all i can say is when, when i first watched it, i was like thank god it's, it's not a jingle all the way reboot <laughs> that's why i really thought it was you know <laughs> but it's it's about neil patrick harris talking about how when he was younger how he wanted to get a nintendo entertainment <laughs> system and in the end he never got it you know he never got it you know during christmas he had to work for it and, and earn it himself um so a couple fun things about this movie um i was really paying attention because this kind of really hit home to me when i was a kid because i always wanted uh, i didn't want a nintendo i wanted a sega you know and i'm really into video games but i was watching the backgrounds of everything and um so the year like <laughs> excuse me freddy krueger in the year 1984 were mentioned by jake when he was older and then you cut to a flashback, and on the wall is a Nightmare on Elm Street poster. You know, um, it's it's awesome. If you watch the background of like the kids' uh, bedrooms, you'll see stuff from back like between the years '84 and '88, which is you know kind of range where they they depict the film being shot in '88. But you have those four years coming around, so there's a lot of like um, Easter eggs of the entire background. Um, <coughs> The funniest thing, like, if you ever watch this movie, there is, at the beginning of the movie, there's a How I Met Your Mother reference. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is, but it's there. So you have to open your ears and you have to listen very carefully. 
And yeah. um, the funniest thing, like I was, I was watching it again. I was reading about it online, and there was kind of a goof in the movie. Um, so back in back in the eighties, you know, we don't have um, we don't have our cell phones. Um, we had those bulky cameras that we had had, you know, <laughs> had on the sides, you know. Um, and they were they were expensive cameras. But there's one scene where families opening up their gifts, their their gifts, their Christmas gifts, gifts. And in the in the bottom of it, you know, it says you know the twelve twenty five eighty eight, and it's funny because that was a year before the power glove hit the market, and the power glove was a big iconic thing in this movie, so they fucked up. <laughs> but you know, it's one of the fuck ups you like. I can allow it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, indeed. My number four, which we had to go past bill because he went void for no reason is <laughs> a bit christmas and now with that said bill i'm going to release to you so you can do your number five yep um it better be good bill oh it's good it's good did you I take magic her. mushrooms yeah <laughs> Is that the name of the, my movie? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying, Bill, you look really <laughs> stoned for a second. That's what I said. That's why you're looking like. Oh, I thought maybe there was a Christmas movie named Did You Take Magic Mushrooms? That would be the, that would be the best Christmas movie. <laughs> that would be an awesome Christmas movie. <laughs> I'd watch it. Grandma like, Grandma, did you take magic mushrooms? <clears throat> Who are you? Get the eggnog. Get the fucking eggnog. Get the eggnog now. Get it now. I hate you guys so much. I love you, All right, Bill. What's your number five? I don't think you're ready. I really don't. We, we have a bet going on, Bill. Bill, we have a think... bet going on. I don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I predicted all, most of your movies. Save for I, I one. I figured one, so. There's no way we'll you see. predicted this one. Okay, let's see. What is it? I'll be shocked if you get this one. Okay. Number five. It is considered a horror comedy or comedy slash horror. Hmm. Although there's really not a single scary moment in this movie. I guess for any child like a young child it would be horrifying so i guess that's probably why it's horror and it's very violent but it's not it's can i say gremlins the gremlins but good guess that's what i was thinking honestly no i'm I'm talking about 2005's santa slay ah (laughs) okay yeah I love this movie. Gold, Bill Goldberg. Yep. Oh my God. That's what I just said. Goldberg. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. This is a good one. This is a good one. This this movie, I watched it like three times recently. It's on uh, streaming. It's on three uh, times. Wow. Yeah. It's 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 on Peacock. Okay. Streaming service. I have to check that. I mean, I've seen it, but I have to revisit it because I love this movie. Uh, from the opening scene, you have. Because <laughs> you... <laughs> I know what the opening is. 
Oh, why did my mind just go blank? Corky <laughs> Romano. Oh, Chris oh. Kattan. Chris Kattan. There we go. Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher. Uh, well, yeah, there was like a bunch of random cameos in this one. Yeah. It was <laughs> actors and actresses. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, what's his name? It was like the most popular guy, and I can't think of his darn name at the moment. Um, uh, he was like the head of the family in the. Yeah, I'm. I'm oh, looking it up. Looking up all looking everybody up that now. was in this because. Yeah, this this had a crazy ton of uh yeah, Robert cameos. Cole. There's Robert Culp, you got James Kahn, James Kahn, Rebecca Gayhart, Dave Thomas, not the Wendy's Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas. That would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny Listers in this movie. Oh god. Uh yeah, this is a this is a crazy ass uh cast. <laughs> but I'm the funniest the best part of the movie I think is the opening scene. Yeah. You got James Khan like trying to cut the turkey and insulting his what seems to be his wife, I believe. Probably uh, yeah. saying that it better not be all dry and rubbery again. And <laughs> it it better be moist, and then she makes a crack about it. Yeah, it'd be nice if something was moist. And, <laughs> 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 <clears throat> and you got Chris Catan like flirting with her, and, and then doing things <laughs> under the table, and then he takes a fork and uh, like threatens Chris Catan with it, and you got. Uh, it's just it's insane that whole beginning scene is just so it's it's christmas in a non-christmasy way but it's it's excellent um you got oh my god everyone is so dumb in the movie there's only like three smart people and everyone else says such stupid stuff that is just it's funny how dumb everyone in town is like the cops there's guys that are obviously jewish and he goes yeah go go uh put them amish guys in the car (laughs) 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 it's like oh my goodness it it i don't think that movie is could be it it was just made 2005 i don't think it could be made now because of how intensely pc everything although cancel culture Although I I, I, I hate to I hate to ruin this as anyone's <clears throat> pick, I'm just gonna quickly say this. Uh, a few years ago, maybe like two years ago, they made a movie called Krampus, and I would probably compare that, you know, Santa Sleigh to that. So no, it can be done. No. It can be done. And they just no. that's as, that's as far uh, as I'm uh, saying. How dare you? What? It has how, the exact same goofy ass humor. How dare you, Jason? <laughs> How dare you? That just means okay, I'm right. To, His I reaction have, just means that I'm right. That's all that means. You so anyway, I have to watch it and then I'll just uh, we'll, we can well, discuss that again too, later. So. They got uh, like a a more uh, R-rated cut or something like that. They got out now. Santa Slayer, Krampus. Oh, uh, Krampus. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I did not see that coming, but I think I'm going to be right <laughs> on my other four. So. 
So, all right. Make sure the four written down. I'm curious. Uh, so we already did Rob's number four. So yeah, that good. that goes to Pete now. Pete, what's your number four? Surprise hey, hey, Pete. hey, hey, uh, hey, guys. Hey, it's me, it's Joe. You know, I'll try to do my best, Pete. I try. I, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. You know. Hey, yeah, yeah. Me too, you. You know. But uh, anyway, um, sorry. Uh, if you like me, uh, but anyways, uh, you will like uh, uh these two <laughs> movies here. You know, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, uh, this kid, this kid, yeah, this little runt named McAllister, you know, he, he, he got lost to this house, you know, uh, he, he didn't leave with his family, you know, he was, he was home alone, he was home alone, you know, I, I can't do, I, I can't do pesky today, I used to do pesky <laughs> really good, but anyway, uh, yeah, my, uh, my, uh, it's number okay, four, huh? It's what? okay. We all have our off days with our impressions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've so, definitely uh, heard you do it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like I said, my tie is both Home Alone <clears throat> 1 and Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. You're not going to believe this. My number four is Home Alone and Home Alone 2 as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, okay. man, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <Not gonna. laughs> okay, here's, here's, a fun, here's a fun fact about this that – me and Jason have been talking with Nick about this. We're we're supposed to be talking about how Home Alone Two, like Jason, you would agree, Home Alone Two is a good movie. We're gonna, yeah. But did you guys know that there are actually six <laughs> movies with the title Home Alone in go. it? Yeah, they just had that <laughs> Home Sweet Home Alone. I have watched five out of the six Home Alone movies. Mm. And let me tell you, if you want a shitstorm of a crapper, watch number four. Oh God! Oh, no, watch the new one. Watch that home. No, the new, one, the new one's kind of good. I, I kind of like the new one because they tie in um, the family, the original McAllister family, into the new Home Alone. Really? But wow. number four, they make Kevin a nine-year-old. They take all the characters and just, oh, just splash a new fucking face on all of them, you know? And it's ironic because it was one of Scarlett Johansson's first earlier films. Yeah. So, you know. That I yeah. That I am. It's yeah, but um, that's amazing, well, Pete. You and I have the exact same number four. Well done to both of you. <laughs> we'll, we'll both do our little thing here, then. Yeah, okay. so uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You can go first. All right, then. maybe I could do one, you could do two. That okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> all right, so uh, back in Chicago, uh, yeah, was the McAllister family that's where it was from and stuff. Their thing is based in Chicago. They were gonna go on a vacation and stuff, their thing, and I'm going to say it's funny and sarcastic, but because it's pretty much true. You had a rich, uptight mother uh, who was more paying attention to getting out the door than paying attention to her own kids. And, and, you know, and she was like really pissed off and stuff. They're thinking, you know, and people don't point that out out enough. Huh? People don't point that point out enough. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you pointed that out. If if it was like like it's normal, it's just a perfectly normal. Oops. (laughs) <laughs> like she's like fuck that little runt no i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> but uh so you know she got so busy with oh i gotta get this done i gotta get this done i gotta get this done she didn't pay attention that kevin was still left in the house kevin loved the hell out of it he was like man i'm home <laughs> i get the chill you know and uh there was uh, uh the wet bandits uh, uh harry and marv which was of course pesky and uh uh daniel stern and they decided you know let's go pose first before they left as a security guard to see how what's inside the house and Pesky's going around the house seeing what's inside, you know, and you find out later that of course he was one of the joint, yeah. and um, it, it's go, go get some hilarity there because this kid, Kevin was really smart. 
like he you know he, he did all those uh, uh traps and everything and all that and paint cans and all this other shit but, and it, it gets worse in the second but I'm, I'm gonna let jay talk about that uh but it, it's it's just funny as hell and he gets afraid of the old man next door you know he thinks the old man's a nut but actually he's not you know he's just like a senile old man which they don't really say but he pretty much is you know and his family is there helping him but i mean it's a really funny movie of course uh and uh the famous part too was a uh, uh you filthy animal, you know, but uh, <laughs> um, really random fact real quick before we get to Jay, because I just wanted to say that real fast, everything like that. You know how I am with my speed review sometimes. In part two, my brother met Macaulay Culkin when they were uh, taping it at Cal Park. The part where you see where the, uh, they were doing the uh, the stage play mm-hmm. and the show and stuff, and that was in the, the-, uh, the theater part of uh, Cal Park or the, uh, one of the... Uh, auditoriums of oh. Town at no, no, that's cool that's cool and uh yeah so my brother was uh playing soccer or football or something around there at the time when they were taping i forgot what he was doing and um he met mccauley colton nice that's pretty cool yeah. that change you cool. filthy animal <laughs> uh, okay so i've been tasked with uh, talking about part two which is fine uh ironically <laughs> ironically uh later this week uh, Rob, I, and Nick Joe, we're gonna do an episode of uh, That's the Bomb Yo on Home Alone 2. I'm so gonna nick <laughs> rip Nick a new one on that. Um, so stay tuned for that, it's gonna come out on Christmas Eve. So, uh, but for now, uh, yeah, Home Alone 2. Um, I don't, I don't want to say I like it more than the first one, I would prefer it over the first one, I just think it's more adventurous. Yeah. Um, I think there's a few more interesting things that happen in part two. Because uh, for one thing, he's in New York City. Uh, so he's just stuck in a whole giant city just by himself, you know? So he gets to kind of experience uh, some more trouble. Now, is it more or less a carbon copy of the first movie? Yes, it is. I'm going to fully admit to that, yes. But I think they kind of turn it on its head a little bit, the stuff from the first movie. Um, and then they tie in a toy with it as well. The first movie didn't have a toy. The second movie has a toy. And it was a toy that everybody wanted. Who here, because we're all the same age, did not want a talk boy when that yeah. movie came out in 1992? I fucking mm-hmm. wanted one so badly. And I'm, you're, Rob, you're about to say you got one, didn't you? I actually owned one. See, I knew it. <laughs> Bill, did and you have I one? I destroyed it a week later. By I didn't accident. realize that was a real thing. Those were, well, no, it became a toy after the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it got so popular that they actually made it into a real toy. I did not and, know that. Yeah, I, so I owned one and I destroyed it because I remember I slipped on ice and it was in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've ever heard a crunch and you wonder if your spine is broken, <laughs> that's what happens when you destroy a talk boy. Oh man. Ooh. So anyway, uh, so Home Alone Two, yeah, it's uh, it's a really it's a good classic Christmas movie, um, and it's uh, yeah, I, I'm saving everything that I want to say onto the other show, so that's why I'm not saying too much right now. Um, but uh, yeah, absolutely, it was my yeah, and I tie and I in case everyone forgot, I tied it with the first Home Alone. So my number four is Home Alone slash Home Alone Two, along with Pete. Pete and I, we had the synergy going today. So there you go. 
That's a rarity, but we've done it before. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Very rare. I love it. I love All it. Right. It's perfect. It's beautiful. All right. Bill, number four. Number four. Um, I'm going to go with one of my favorite comedians. And that, especially when I was younger, it and it's it's not Pee Wee, it's the other guy. I'm talking about Ernest Saves Christmas. Ah, uh, okay. So I'm yes. wrong already. I'm already wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> I still have three more chances. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a feeling you would have been right, Jason. I'm I'm messing you up here, not intentionally. But... <laughs> The reason I'm doing it different than what you probably predicted is because, okay, first of all, you this overheard. is an impossible <laughs> task. Now, this is an impossible task as far as I'm concerned. This holiday movies is such, uh, there's so many great holiday movies. That genre is just so full of great stuff. That's that true. It's like impossible I admit it, yeah, to narrow amazing. it to five. Well, so okay, we're all in agreement on that. The probably ones I would normally put in there, a lot of them I'm not because I told myself one way to like make it easier on myself is don't allow myself to put ones that I used earlier in the show. More choice. That's okay. just a personal choice I made. That was not like a rule that anyone well, else had, you know. I, I still have three chances, and we'll tell you what those were when we're done. Because I still might be right. So I'll well, give you one of them, yeah, as, maybe. As, as we've been going along here, I've been trying to figure out what movies I've used before. And these are some that I use that is why they won't be on there. Uh, well, maybe I shouldn't do that yet. Because I don't want to really <laughs> someone else... Well, you said four surprise, was man. you said four was Ernest saves Christmas. So, go ahead and do that, yeah. and I'll be right back. Okay. Um. So yeah, Ernest saves Christmas. If I don't know if you guys remember well in your minds or not, I just watched but, it uh, two weeks ago, man. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, then you have it more fresh in your mind than I do. <laughs> but it, uh, I don't know they're they're making like a really messed up movie inside of the movie, and it's supposed to be a Christmas movie, but it's real uh, super violent and stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that that's part of the. It's, in fact, that's kind of like a Santa sleigh type of thing is what they're making in a way. Is this like ultra gory, bloody type of movie? And that was like a big point, I think, to the movie was to show like this is what is going on Christmas. I'm probably making this more of a. It, it's probably <laughs> just meant to be goofy because it's earnest, but I'm I'm turning it into like a big political. It was statement. it was a goofy movie. I, yeah, it was an earnest <laughs> movie. So and it, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> But I, I feel like it was like a statement though about like look, let's show this movie within the movie, and this is this movie being made in the movie is like what's 
how Christmas is being portrayed, and it shouldn't be. Right. Yeah. I no. Think that you, was like a. You're right. Yeah. One of the statements being made there. There were um, a lot of statements in that movie. There, there were a lot. It was. was I, I would say. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Bill. Yeah, it was like um, really over the top. But it was. I, I would say it was more advanced for its time because it, it touched on a lot of things that. When when was it done? When was when was that movie? Eighties or nineties? It was like in the nineties, like eighty nine or ninety. Yeah, nineteen eighty eight. Okay, yeah, nineteen eighty eight. And it touched a lot of topics that for the eighties you really didn't think about, you know. And it kind of, I mean, yeah. when, we, when we think about Christmas movies back in the eighties, you know, we got Scrooge, um, we got uh, that's a good one. Scrooge, and that's all I could think of. <laughs> but we, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Silent Night, Deadly <laughs> Night. Yeah, I never part two. That. But yeah, Ernest, Ernest Saves Christmas was supposed to be kind of a cheesy, goofy family movie, but it, it touched on a lot of a lot of very intricate, detailed thoughts about how society was during that time and where it was going. So yeah, no, and the fact that they were making a horror movie that was supposed to be a Christmas movie within the movie, and everybody's like. Mm, this is weird. This is no, this is weird. No. And the producers, you remember the producers, but they're like, look, you gotta say that word. You shoot him yeah. and you gotta say it. He's like, I, I, I just I can't say that word. Yeah. Yeah. And he was he was making his stand like, oh, this this too much. <laughs> can't you can't. You okay there, Pete? Good. <coughs> I was saying I had a cough earlier, so I may <clears throat> get a cough drop. <coughs> Pete, there's nobody. We're not. None of us are around you, man. So we can't know, know. rescue you. <laughs> yeah. So like was, piece, all you'll see is the hand. We would have all like been running at you, and we've all been running at the same time towards you to help you we all run into each other and fall down and bump <laughs> our heads and... hey, let me get <laughs> i almost sound like you know who you know what i'm saying no okay well, know, anyway <laughs> anyway someone, wait someone me and you worked with or something yeah on here oh. you got cut off oh oh okay <laughs> Bill is trying to look so sexy, like half laying <laughs> and drinking. What do you drink? Like a McDonald's drink or something? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna assume you're done, Bill. So that was a good number four. I I love Ernest <laughs> Saves Christmas. I think all the Ernest movies, they you know they were goofy, but <clears throat> as they were, they had a lot of of deep hearted meaning to each film. You know, yeah. Ernest, uh, Ernest saves Christmas. Ernest scared stupid. Ernest goes to camp. Wasn't there? Ernest goes to prison. Yes, yeah. goes to jail. Yeah. yeah, Ernest goes to jail. Even that one, you're like, it's Ernest. He's Ernest crazy. went to Africa. I, God, that was, I remember that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was because we were older at that point, or if, I don't know if the movies actually were getting less good. Or that we were older at that point, and I just didn't get in. Like, I haven't seen all the later ones, but like, I was obsessed with goes to jail. I was saying, 
Um, yeah. The camp were they all done by favorite. the same movie? Um, movie uh, more or less, yeah, pretty Christmas. much. Yeah, I would, I would personally, scared I would stupid, love I to love, see success with all of them. I love scary too, but I would love to see like you know how they do like um, a Friday Thirteenth collection and a you know Nightmare <laughs> yeah. collection. I would love to see a complete Ernest Ernest collection. I oh, totally, that. that would be cool. Yeah, Rob, I, I would like oh, to see two of those. I was just gonna say I. I'd, I'd like to see if those later ones are good, as good as the ones when we were younger, or if they were not so good. I, I couldn't tell I if yeah. I just didn't check them out because I was older. I, I don't know. I've heard I, I people think say they, they progressively got bad, or, but I don't yeah, know. I kind of think they all kind of, in their own, kind of held held their own titles. Um, yeah. You know, it was it was earnest no matter what. So you knew what was going to happen. You know, it was kind of like a single-handed Three Stooges episode. Um, yeah. And he always had his supporting cast. Kind of. So, you know, it was kind of, everything was all at once. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to rate, like, Ernest, the Ernest movies. You know, it's not where you can rate, you know, every Voorhees movie, one, you know, one to whatever, you know. Yeah, Do you remember the TV show? You remember the Ernest TV show they had? Briefly, oh, yeah. There was a brief, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a stint, a very brief one, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yep. Hey, Vern. Hey, Vern is there. Yeah. That was excellent, too. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> Rob, number three. All right, my number three. Um, gonna go back into the uh, the early 90s. Uh, this is a Steve Martin movie. Um, actually, this is this movie had a really large ensemble. Um, I'm just going to name this here. Steve Martin, uh, Madeline Kahn, um, had Rita Wilson, Gary Shanley, Adam Sandler, Juliet Lewis, Anthony Pelega. And this was a uh, live, Lee, I cannot pronounce it. Is it Lee Schreiber? How, how do you pronounce that guy's name? Lee F. Schreiber. Yeah. yeah. It was actually his, uh, his very first um, role. So this was written and directed by Nora Ephraim. And also, it was also written by her sister, Delilah Ephron, F- Ephron, my apologies, uh, 1994, Mixed Nuts. Okay. Ah. So, in, in a nutshell, this movie was, Phillips, who was played by Steve Martin, was, he runs across a crisis hotline center, and he runs it with Catherine, who is played by Rita Wilson, and mrs munch munchuck yeah munchuck who is a madeline con um it's also you know gary shanling is a a slumlord who evicts uh philip and then philip can't help but fall in love with Catherine. um Catherine is loved by louis which is played by adam sandler who loves writing songs chris this is played by liv schneider loves dancing two songs and wearing women large dresses uh gracie who's played by juliet lewis also loves wearing large dresses because she's pregnant and it just keeps on going on and on. And the only person who is not loved by anybody is Mrs. Munich. Um, also, uh, Felix, who is the baby's father of um, Julie Luce's child, you know, he loves to paint, whatever that means. Who cares? Um, so like I said, this was Schreiber's first theatrical film. Um, he also had something back in 94 which was on tv and it uh if actually it premiered a day before this movie opened in theaters so it's kind of interesting 
Uh, one thing I found about this, and I was kind of like, I was really on the fence on this idea. Um, it was noted that Chris Farley was actually offered the role of Chris, who is played by Shriver, um, mm. but he turned it down. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. Like, I, I would love to see Chris Farley do this, but then the idea of like him loving to dance into songs and wearing large dresses, I could see in the mindset of Chris Farley, that's a fat joke. So, you know, I don't know if he would accept that. Um, the other interesting thing about this is um, the landlord, uh, Steve Martin's landlord's last name was Tenenbaum, which in German means Christmas tree. And I don't know if you guys remember, there's that one scene after he's shot and killed, his body is actually dressed up as a Christmas tree to hide his body. <laughs> okay. It's dark. It's dark humor. Um, yeah. It's it's one of those movies where you know it's kind of like oh god what's that movie um I was actually just playing the game not so long ago uh it it, it would kind of be like if you were to watch Clue during the Christmas season okay kind of like one one way out you know so yeah my number three and it's uh, 1994's Mixed Nuts and I'm looking at Bill's screen and he's gone again. <laughs> Well, that's okay. We still got to get through Pete and mine, so it's all good. So all anyway, right. so Pete, go ahead. If I don't cough, I'll be okay. No, just <laughs> uh, plus, I sympathize with Steve Martin on this one because I have fought plenty of times with umbrellas, uh, going to work, walking to work, <laughs> windy weather. Um, if you know what movie I'm talking about, I'm talking about planes, trains, and automobiles. When oh, God, I love that movie. Umbrella. You know what I'm saying? But... Uh, I love this movie. This is uh, uh, of my top three. This is like, actually, if I did anything, it would have been a tie for all three for the, the top three, but I didn't do it. I just did all three separate. But um, it's it's hilarious. It's uh, both Steve Martin and John Candy's like best movie. I mean, I love both, but to me, it's my favorite, my all-time favorite from, all, from both. And it's like Steve Martin, he happens to bump into John Candy's character and from there, all this hilarity ensues because he's uh, C. Martin's trying to get home for Thanksgiving uh, to be with his family. And every kind of thing that can happen would happen on his journey there. And the funniest part, I, 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 and I know all of us have, have laughed at this part, was when he starts driving down the wrong side of the road at night. And they're trying <laughs> to tell him, like, hey, you know, you're going the wrong way. And, uh, yeah, asshole. Okay, all right. But <laughs> you're funny. You know, and they're still going, yeah. And, and they're trying to tell him, like, hey, you know, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. You know, like that kind of look, you know. And finally, the trucks come by. And I I, I still laugh. And I'm 43 going on 44. I still laugh at that part, like, very, very good. Because you see, like, the x-rays of them and everything as they're going through the trucks, you know. And it, it's, it's the funniest part in the whole movie. I mean, you have other funny parts, too, and stuff and everything, like, uh, that's not a flashlight, or something. I forgot what he said when they were laying in bed, you know, or something like that. That's those not aren't that, pillows. Know? Yeah, those aren't pillows. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, the whole movie's hilarious, and the car exploding—that was funny. Um, they're arguing, getting getting starting to get along, and next thing you know, the car starts going on fire and it explodes. Yeah, <laughs> but um, we've all been that, there. That's that's my number three. That's a, I'm going to keep it simple. All right, cool. I like. I guess we never did technically say what holiday. So yeah, yeah. All right. 
Uh, okay, my number three is a tie. Um, uh. It's uh, both of these are '80s comedies, uh, and me saying that probably gonna give it away. So I'll just quickly say, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Scrooged. Yep. Those are my two for number three here. Um, so real briefly, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I feel like this might show up on someone's list later, but uh, it's a it's technically a sequel. Uh, but it's a good standalone movie as well. The only thing you really got to kind of know is the family. The Griswolds are kind of a goofy family. The dad, Clark Griswold, played by Chevy Chase. He means well. He really, really means well. But he kind of just – things just don't go his way all the time. Uh, whether it's just he has bad luck or he just does things differently or does things wrongly. Uh, but he does very well mean he means well, uh, he, you know, um, but uh, yeah, this is technically the third movie in the series, uh, you know, following vacation and European vacation. Um, was European before it? European was before. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cause this was 89, I want to say. And, um, and uh, vacation was like, God, I want to say that was like 80, 81, maybe. Uh, and European was like 84, 85. Um, hmm. So, yeah. Um, the uh, What's funny is the kids in all the movies, they change. All the actors change. It's always yeah. different actors. Uh, but the adults, uh, um, uh, Chevy Chase and uh, Beverly D'Angelo, they remain the same. Uh, and here, the kids are uh, played by Juliette Lewis. And uh, what's that fucking guy's name? He's on The Big Bang Theory, and he was on Roseanne. Johnny that, uh, Johnny Glackus. That guy, yeah. yeah, he plays he plays Rusty. Um, and Wait, what? Yeah, he plays Rusty. Yeah. He does, yeah. If you if you look at yeah. it, it's, he doesn't have the dark hair. He's How did I like never a, notice that? Yeah, what <laughs> was it like an Auburn? Like I don't know. Like a, I mean, he's a kid, so I mean, yeah. it's it's probably just hard to tell. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's him I, as a kid. I mean, he's one of my favorite like sitcom all time. Yeah, that's actors. him. Um, I, but anyway, yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's it's. But I mean, I can, he's. You probably wouldn't notice it right away. Then you know it's him, and then you can see it. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's it's one of those things. And it's like, oh, now I can see that it's him. Because uh, he doesn't have the glasses, and yeah, his hair is different, so he looks very vastly different. So I don't I don't blame you, Bill, for not knowing it was him. Um, oh, I know it threw me off when I watched it the first time as, a, as an adult, and I saw um, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Julia Louise Dreyfus plays the neighbors. I didn't yeah. know who the hell she was <laughs> back we, when it came when out. We were all kids. <laughs> when we were all kids, the only thing we thought about is Beverly D'Angelo's boobs. I mean, yes. she's wearing that shirt. Oh, it yeah. It just shows. Yep. <laughs> um, but this is a cl- this is a classic it movie. Is. This it's is this is so. At the laundry counter. I love I oh. love this movie. I watched I watch this almost every year, um, and it's just funny. And actually. I saw this in theaters when I was a kid. I, my dad took me to this when I was when I was nine or ten, whatever, whatever year it came out. And I remember seeing everything in theaters, and I remember laughing my ass off as a ten year old kid. Um, my dad, you know, I, I think I've said this before. My dad, out of the, my parents, was the more protective of what I watched. My mom didn't really care as long as it wasn't porn. Um, 
But my dad, he was like, well, I don't want you to watch violence. I don't want you to hear cussing. I don't want you to see nudity. Um, and which is funny if you know the ending scene in Christmas Vacation where he goes in that big tirade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happy fucking thing. <laughs> Danny fucking King. <laughs> Holy shit, where's the title? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's National Lampoon's oh, Christmas man. Vacation. And then, uh, real briefly, Scrooged, um, I think is, like, the most cleverest way to update a Christmas carol. It is. It like, is. it was such a genius idea. Like, we're going to take this asshole TV executive who's just mean to everybody. He's trying to put on a Christmas carol on his network. Um, and he's just a dick, like all around. Like he just hates everybody. He hates Christmas. Total dick. (laughs) And it's like, and like Bill Murray is just like pigeonholed into like all of his movies mostly start off with him being a dick. And then throughout the movie, he stops being an asshole. That's Bill Murray's like stands on everything. It is. So yeah, he's he's this terrible like TV executive guy, and he gets visited by the ghosts. Um, he goes, you know, there's the Christmas past. He goes back to see when he was like a kid, and he was older, and he was a teenager, and all that stuff. Then he goes to the present with Carol Kane as the ghost of Christmas present. That was brilliant. That was the fucking casting right there. That was the best. Nobody could pull off that role, but Carol Kane. She was, she's fucking phenomenal. Uh, the future segment, I will admit, creeped me out when I was younger, like because that whole thing was just weird. Like that tall dude the in hands. the elevator, the, the hands, hands and the yeah, that was really fucking freaky. Um, yeah, the whole the whole movie's awesome. Is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant take on a Christmas Carol. I absolutely love it. So yeah, my number three is a tie between National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Scrooge. I gotta say, those are two iconic Christmas movies in American, you know, history. And I, I, I kind of think like. <clears throat> If anybody like you know, let's just take out modern streaming services that exist right now. Um, if people had Blu-ray and DVD, I think those are two movies they would have in their libraries. Oh, you know? totally, one hundred percent, absolutely. I know Bill's right. got them. All right, well, Bill, let's see if you, if I can redeem myself here. What do you got for your number three? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's go. Probably do. Let's see what you got. Come on, Bill. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> oh well. All right. I'm finally gonna. I'm, I'm finally gonna step on someone's toes here and be a little bit redundant here. Okay. Uh, I have a tie, and that's Home Alone and Home Alone Two. Ah. <laughs> he really is going outside the box. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Jason, I have two you're, chances. You're, 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 I have two chances. You're, you're zero for five right now. Two man. more chances. So, <clears throat> all right. Um, Anything you want to say about Home Alone? Home Alone. Two? My my. Uh, you guys pretty much covered it, but the uh, I'd say I just want to say my favorite scenes, as far as the comedy goes. The. Uh, Keep the change, built the animal, obviously. <laughs> but even funnier to me was the <laughs> one in part two. But yeah. I know I seen you smooching. 
No, they made those movies for Home Alone, but they're yeah. like they're like ba- they are based on like an actual '40s gangster movie. Yeah, uh, that are I think they're called like Angels like, with Dirty Faces or something, like um, a noir but, kind of thing, right? Yeah, like, but you know they couldn't. They, I think they couldn't get the rights to it, so they just made their own, uh, which I think that's, was more brilliant. On I think it's better. Bad. I think that's just yeah. so much better. Just make their that own. That is bloody brilliant. That is. Amazing. <laughs> I wish I wish they would have made the whole entire pictured it and had it separate <laughs> like they should have made that and have it available online right now to watch <laughs> that could be like, like the a little extra movie. Yeah. Like rays and stuff and all that like the little yeah. extra thing. I, would love I, I gotta to see that as a whole movie upping upping the the the, <laughs> the traps from the first one to the second one i mean they're they they seem god just far more dangerous like you know the one where um Marv gets his ass stapled and then his his nuts stapled, then his nose stapled, and then yep. he just pulls them all out like the a bricks. champ. The bricks, yeah. oh my god! The they bricks is like what the? There's no, no way. There's no way. Nobody would survive that. Nobody, no, no way. <laughs> you heard about the the, uh, the funny thing that's online, right? They're trying to say that McAllister was actually John Jigsaw Kramer. <laughs> oh wow! Like he was young at the time, and now he's grown up. You know, it's oh like, Jesus! You know, that's how he started his traps. Oh, the internet uh-uh. never <laughs> failed to amuse me. The theories, the... <laughs> little robbers. You want to play a game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, that's Marv. <laughs> you like to break into houses and leave puddles behind. Well, can you get out of this puddle? I heard the other day it's uh, probably another goofy. <laughs> it's probably another goofy thing someone made up, but that they were talking about making one where they visit him now as an adult. Yeah, I kind. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. I had a thought the other day. I'm like, it would be funny if Macaulay Culkin made an adult Home Alone movie, yeah. and it got Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern coming back as the burglars and I thought that would be so fucking funny if they actually mm-hmm. did that. Well, there kind of is. There kind of is. If, if, as brutal as it was then, imagine how brutal he would be as an adult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Like an Home Alone? The newest Home Alone movie ties in the McAllister family. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know, spoilers. I'm just going to say this. Spoilers. Buzz. Buzz, did, Buzz, yeah, Buzz is brought like in earlier. as an adult, so it does tie in the, the McAllister family. Um, but yeah, I would—I don't know—I don't know if I would love to see a, a Kevin McAllister 
home alone, you know, like, well, but I mean, think about it. Like he's an adult and he, he, he could be like single and he's home alone (laughs) or he's married and the the wife had to go somewhere and he's stuck at home. And then the burglars get out of prison 30 years later and they want revenge. So they come to the house and he's like, got to do this again. (laughs) And you know what's funny too is they did a commercial if you remember last year, two years ago, I remember that commercial. Homage for uh, uh, Home Alone with Google. Mm. Yeah, oh, I think I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah kind of. There's also um, I don't know if you guys uh, there's a there's a um, a uh, comedy troupe called Studio C. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever watched any of their stuff. They do kind of like um, just uh, they do just skits here and there, you know. Um, and during their early season, they actually redid Home Alone if Kevin McAllister was an adult. Um, and it was kind of, it was, you have to watch, it's hilarious. You know, he's up there as an adult throwing bricks. And one of the guys is like, why are you doing this? You could have killed him. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <clears throat> yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, Studio C, Home Alone. Yes. <laughs> it's, All right. it's funny as shit. Okay. Hey, we're on our number twos. Look at that. <laughs> number twos. Speaking of number two. Rob, you are up. All right. So um, my my number two, I, I really had a toss between this one and my number one. I was trying to figure out who goes, who gets the second place and who gets the first place because both of these movies um, are very special to me. Um, my number two is a 1982 short film. It was actually based off of a book written by Raymond Briggs. It was directed by two people, um, Diane Jackson, and it was actually supervised by Jimmy uh, Jimmy M. We're just going to call him Jimmy M because I am butchering his name. Um, It was voiced by uh, several people, um, Peter Alti, Raymond Briggs, Mel Smith, and David Bowie was a part of this. 1982's short film called The Snowman, which was based off the hmm. book Raymond Briggs wrote. Um, so in a nutshell, uh, this is, I, I don't want to say this is kind of a musical, but it does feel like a, a semi-musical movie um, because hmm. there's a lot of, it's a short animation. Um, so back in the 80s when they did short animations, there was a lot of music and tied to them. Um, in a nutshell, what happens is Uh, A young English boy uh, makes a snowman, Frosty. You know, we all know Frosty's origin stories. Um, It comes to life and it takes him on a magical adventure to the North Pole. So I remember watching this when I was a kid and doing, there's there's not a lot of new research because of how short this movie was, but I I found a couple interesting things about it. Um, So when this movie first aired, Back in uh, back in the eighties, uh, on a PBS station, it introduced um, David Bowie because they were like, you know, hey, we need a, a new, we need a star for this animation because nobody knows of this Raymond Briggs guy, but everybody knows of Bowie. So that's when he was uh, brought in to do the uh, the voiceover for it. Um, speaking of the voiceover, there are three different versions of the intro. So there's the one with David Bowie does. Um, there's a one where Father Christmas, who's played by a guy named Mel Smith, 
And there is a, uh, the original intro, which has the author himself playing the adult version and kind of telling like what's happening, you know, as a childhood, you know. Um, what I found interesting about this, this thing, I didn't think about it until I, I did the research on it. Um, in the book itself, um, when the book was originally created, the cartoon book itself, uh, the boy, the young child um, didn't have a name. But when they made the movie, you know, whenever you, you make a movie, you have to, to make a, an emotional connection. So that scene where Santa Claus gives the boy an, uh, a present, there's a little name tag. And they're like, look, we got to have a name tag for this. So they were just like, they came up with the most random white guy name you could think of. And they're like, mm, James. Right. Oh. <laughs> hey, we could have put Pete, but, you know, Pete walked away. <laughs> So yeah, they put James as the character. And um, the the last little thought I want to leave about this, which really kind of tied it in, made me really love this movie. Um, so back in the uh, back in 2020, um, Duncan Jones, who is the son of David Bowie, found the original scarf that David Bowie David Bowie wore when he was in the production of this movie. Um, he he found it like in the attic or whatever and thinking about it and talking about it you know to the to the media he was like this was my father's scarf and what he said what what his father said to him was you know it was um it was actually uh um knitted by one of the individuals who was working for the the channel at the time and david bowie didn't get paid for this movie the only payment he received was that scarf and David Bowie being this iconic, just gentleman of gentlemen said, look, I'm not going to get paid for this movie. You just give me that scarf. We'll call it even so I can have this scarf and give it to my child when he becomes an adult, you know? So, yeah, that's my number two. Um, very good. Movie. Just an amazing short animation uh, with a well-rounded cast. The Snowman back in 1982. All right, never heard of it. And if I never heard of it, I was I was gonna say if that didn't bring a tear to your eye, then you're not human. So Jason, you are not human. <laughs> okay, I've been told that many a time. Uh, I'm gonna find copies of this in DVD and just send it to all you guys. Okay, deal. Or I'll I'll, I'll bootleg it or something. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Pete, what's your number two? Not to be foul, but if I ever had a woman say, I mean. Like she did to Billy Bob Thornton. Fuck <laughs> me, Santa. Uh, you know, I would be a very happy man. So anyways, uh, my hey, number Why did you two... have to go there? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying, uh, my number two is Bad Santa. Uh, Excellent. Willie, which is yeah. played by... Well, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Willie, which is played by Billy Bob Thornton. And is uh, ex, like, not ex-con, but he's a, he's a, he's a, a, a professional thief. And he works with uh, uh, Marcus, who is played by oh, I got to try to remember his name here. Tony Cox. Tony Cox. Yeah, and they they rob uh, uh, like stores. And I stuff. thought you like, weren't gonna um, be foul mouth. Huh? <laughs> what? I didn't hear you. Never mind. I said I thought you weren't gonna be foul mouth. Oh no, I know. I was trying. Sorry. Was, well, for this one, you gotta be. You know, what I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> that 
was like the only word I've said that the whole thing. And I was proud, <laughs> but um, I'll keep it clean though. Okay. <laughs> no. um, this is John Ritter's last movie. He was hilarious in this. Uh, it was also one of Bernie Mac's last one. It wasn't the last one, but one of his last. Um, they are actually like the show, uh, the show stealers of this movie, even though Billy Bob is hilarious. And Thur- the guy who played, the kid who played Thurman was funny as hell too. Um, but uh, basically it's about, like I said, uh, the, the two uh, thieves trying to break into the store that the, uh, you know, John Ritter and there, you know, and uh, uh, I can't say it right, right now. Um, check, please. No, I'm just uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, usually I don't st- uh, stall like that. So, but uh, Bernie Mac, there you go. Or they work at and stuff and everything. And he ends up uh, bumping into Thurman and stuff and everything as he's dressed up as Santa. And he uh, ends up using Thurman to use Thurman's house to be a place to stay and stuff and everything. And he also meets a bartender uh, who he ends up messing around with. And I try not to, to, steal, to ruin the movie, but it's just hilarious. It's like, it's the biggest, funniest R-rated Christmas movie you will ever see. Let me just say that. It, it's, it has so many popular funny lines. <clears throat> like, uh, uh, I'm on my lunch break. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> hey, I kept my I kept myself. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but uh, you know, um, hey, you don't have to sense yourself. I, I know. Okay, I'm on my fucking lunch break. There you go. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, um, it's like I said. Once you see this movie, if you've never seen it, it's a holiday classic. Even if it's rated R, a lot of uh, a lot of innuendos, a lot of swearing, a lot of stuff. You'd be like, did I just see that in the movie? Yes, you did. But um, that's my number two. <laughs> that's one movie you never play a drinking game to because you will lose every yeah. single time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a confession, guys. I have not seen this. I, I really, I only, oh wow! I only know that one scene. That, Get the uh, hell out, Bill! Get out right now! <laughs> <laughs> I know the lunch break scene from the commer- the previews when it came out, and. The DVD previews or whatever, but you, you could probably it, it's funny. You could probably find this at like the five dollar bin at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. Oh, I mean, it's I, probably I, on. I just something right now. It didn't look like something. I just haven't gone out of my way to see it. But it's, it's, it's a hidden, hidden gem. It is straight up a hidden gem. I also yeah. saw this in theaters. I saw this in the theater when this was you see out, a lot so. of movie theater. Jason, I do. I absolutely I, do. I, I too saw Christmas Vacation in the theater, but oh, okay. But once cool. you see I don't this, know if that almost cancels out. <laughs> no, not quite. No, no, not but quite. Once you see this, no. <laughs> the whole new experience for you, Bill. <laughs> you know, I would love, I would love to see them bring this back out in IMAX. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be great because this is this is one of those movies where you have to see in theater. Just for the, the the auditory experiences, you know. Yeah. So to make it a, a surround sound IMAX experience, this bill, if this ever comes back out in IMAX, you have to go see it. Or if yeah, you have a really. if you have a decent surround sound system, you know. And a decent sized screen, you know, a good old TV, big old 40, 50 inch TV, you know. Yep. It's not the size that matters, man. I know. <laughs> Uh, that's, not, that's not what your mom remember if I've ever no, said something about the lips or something I, like that. I have yeah, not I, I have actually not I have not seen any bad whoever movie or dirty whoever. 
I haven't, I haven't seen Bad Santa, Bad Grandpa, Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> there is a lot of those. There is a lot of those. There is a lot of those. Yes. I forgot. Bill's a father, so he's not allowed to watch those bad movies. <laughs> oh, that, you just reminded me one of my other favorite parts. Of, I'm going way off subject here, but uh, Home Alone 2 with, with the what you guys call it? The talk boy? Yeah, talk, talk boy. This is... People never know this what I'm talking about. Mr. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin McCallum. <laughs> That's right. The yeah. father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the father. <laughs> like... That part yeah. was so funny to me, but no one ever knows what I'm talking about. So yeah, it must yeah, not yeah. have been as funny to everybody. But... <laughs> <laughs> he recorded it and he just played it slow. Like, well, just father. You know, like, yeah, the father. father. <laughs> <laughs> like a room with a large TV and a large <laughs> bed. <laughs> yes, sir. Mr. McAllister. Tim Curry. Tim Curry was fucking amazing that movie yeah yes yes oh, indeed yeah. all right my number two i'm not gonna tell you what happens in it because it's a movie everyone has seen and instead i'm gonna tell you why it's a christmas movie and my number two is <laughs> for the yes. audio version for the audio yeah. version of this show <laughs> it's die hard yippee motherfucker yeah okay we all know what it's about so I have to constantly defend I've that this is a Christmas this movie. movie. See, you just like to start shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, why this is a Christmas movie? A takes place on Christmas Eve. That should that should just be enough right there. But okay. B. It's about it's a it's a heartwarming story about getting back with your family. Holy John McClane. John McClane. At the beginning of it, he's estranged from his wife and his family. He was from New York. The wife and the kids went to L.A. They were separated for like six months. And uh, on Christmas, he wants to see his wife and kids. So he flies to Los Angeles to go see his wife and kids in hoping to reconnect on Christmas. Uh, so this is this is a redemption thing. He's trying to, he's trying to. I don't know why you're laughing. This is for this is real. So it's it's a very heartwarming you know story, you know to try to reconnect with one's family. So there's that. Oh, and also speaking of showing love for your family on a holiday. Oh my god. When when Carl, one of the terrorists' brother, gets murdered by John McClane. <laughs> He just has like revenge in his eyes because he loved his brother so much that when he found out he died, he was so upset that he's like, forget the plan. I just need to go after the son of a bitch who killed my brother. So I can't think of anything else more heartwarming than that. Uh, The entire soundtrack, every single song in this movie, and you can double check me. Is a Christmas song. It is. I would every song, every song in the movie is a Christmas song, including Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC, which everyone <laughs> has admitted is a Christmas classic. It is. Yeah. It is a song that everyone does play on Christmas. <sighs> so there's that. And then oh, you forgot this the is popular a... meme. You forgot the popular meme. It's not Christmas until you see Hans Gruber get killed. That that's my shirt. It's his shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I want that shirt. This one, I'm going to admit, is a stretch, but I want you to bear with me, okay? At the end of the movie, Rob, just just hang on. (laughs) At the end of the movie, it technically snows. Now, yeah, it's just paper from all the from the building from when it exploded, and it's just the paperwork from the offices raining down. But it's supposed to represent snow because they're standing there, the paper is all you know falling on them, and and then there's this heartwarming scene where he reunites with his wife, and they decide to get back together, and uh, Al gets over his fear of shooting his gun by killing a bad guy. Oh, that's so that brings such a tenderness to my heart. Just seeing about that scene alone. Uh, and then they played the classic "Let It Snow" at the end of the movie and during the ending credits. What's more Christmas than that song? So, Jason, I was gonna say. Therefore, <laughs> I was so thank say- you. Hang on, wait, wait, wait. Thank you for coming to my TED talk and my number, my number two favorite holiday movie of all time is Die Hard. Proceed, Rob. I was going to say, you you were so proud of everything you were saying up until the snow part. That's what made me laugh about this. I'm Tell not gonna, me I'm wrong. I, Tell I'm me not, I'm wrong. I can't. I can't deny it. <laughs> the fact that this is an action film that takes place during the holiday season and the fact that we've actually played the game and we've all seen, like, I own, I own the original Die Hard on Blu-ray, you know, and you could say what well, Die Hard Two was Christmas as well. Yes, it was. Die Hard Three was not. No, that's when they went off topic. It was in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Had they kept with that Die Hard Christmas theme, it probably would have been the greatest trilogy of all time. <laughs> and I agree. And you know they do I Christmas agree. in July, right? <clears throat> the whole Christmas some, in July. Some <laughs> Christmas in yeah. July. <laughs> That's true. Some, some people also <laughs> bottle their own farts, but still. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's my number two. I I thought I was thinking Die Hard Two was on uh, New Year's. No, it's also Christmas Eve. It's also Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah, it's a year later. It's exactly a year later. And it's a brother getting revenge for the loss of his brother. Mm, Jason, there you go. I'm, I'm with you on this. There you go. So, all righty, Bill, number two. I got my list. Okay. I have, t- I have two, ch- I have two chances. Got two chances here. Come on, Bill, surprise me. I, I'm betting my, I'm betting my odds on you, Bill. Come on. I feel like uh, you might finally be satisfied with my answer on this number two here. Okay. And. Uh, Although there might be debate amongst viewers, and maybe even you guys, if this is even a Christmas movie. Stop That's, pulling my dick here, Bill. Since we, <laughs> since we just had one that was debatable, but uh, this is one of those movies where my family considers it a Christmas movie, so I do, because I we traditionally watched it my whole life growing up on Christmas, and it's... Uh, the sequel to Going My Way, and it's called The Bells of St. Mary. Four. Okay. That's four so Wow. Far. You really. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was a left field. Okay. <laughs> I think he overheard us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just like, moves. I'm like, he knew it. Did I, did, so what is this movie again? 
Okay. I didn't go with going my way because it was I used it earlier in the G episode. That's also a Christmas movie, as far as I'm concerned. It's uh, and it's the sequel. And going my way, Bing Crosby, the star of the movie. He was a young priest <clears throat> came to a new parish, and the older priest there didn't like him at first. They were kind of button heads because he was real old fashioned and then Crosby was kind of this swinging, uh, he played piano and like, played like, <laughs> I feel like Rob took that the wrong way. Uh, uh, there's so many jokes <laughs> I could make about little boys. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't go there. I'm sorry, uh, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. This is a. I apologize to everybody. Please continue. Um. Yeah, that's the first movie though. There's him get trying to get along with the older priest, and that's going my way. The one that I picked here for number two, Bells of Saint Mary, is the sequel. He he's a little bit older now. He's moved to another new parish. And this time he's kind of button heads with the nuns there that were kind of in charge before he got there. And they were kind of set in their ways. So he's kind of button heads with them a little bit. But again, like the first movie, it's about him getting to know them. Uh, they, they start to get along the more the movie goes along and you start to feel kind of sentimental about their relationship as they grow to know each other and stuff. Um, Is this a a musical, by the way? Actually, no. Yeah, I don't think it is. No, it's just a 1940s drama. Okay, okay. There's like one or two songs. There's one or two parts (laughs) where Bing Crosby sings, obviously, like the piano. But yeah, not, but it's not like a full-fledged musical. Right, right. Because yeah. I know, Billy, you love your musicals. <clears throat> I do, yes. But, no, because um, it's a 40s movie. Every 40s movie had to have the actors sing at least one song, so. Yeah. And it's Bing Crosby. I mean, come on. And it's Bing Crosby, so. Gotta have at least one song with Bing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, and like a major plot point in this one, Mr. Bogardus, he's the which my parents always like to call me that when I was younger. Sometimes my mom says, <laughs> I don't know why she picked a random villain guy in an old movie. <laughs> this is, it sounds funny. But... <laughs> it could have been worse. You got to think about it. It could have been worse. Yeah. Mr. Bogart is the bad guy. You call him the bad guy, I guess. He's not like, pure evil or not. But he's like the business guy. He's trying to buy the school and close it. And they they want to convince them to buy it and build a new parking lot for it and redo the school, make it real nice. And they 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 even uh, butter him up and tell him that they'll build a. Uh, a memorial for him uh, with his name on it to make him want to, you know, 
the first is, and uh, he's played by the guy from It's a Wonderful Life, Clarence. Oh, really? Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. But it's that's funny cool. because seeing him as the bad, like kind of the bad guy. <laughs> character. So he's an angel and a demon. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, oh, there you go. Angel from there. <laughs> I'll change his ways to get him to the what do they say the the benevolence the, the benevolence of Mr. Bogardus that's what they're gonna put on the statue or whatever and then yeah. he's like the benevolent <laughs> like thinking about it like hmm. um it's you guys should check it out. It's, check them both out, but yeah. Okay. And I felt like when I was like in the fourth grade for like one day, like around the holidays, like a teacher I had kind of made us watch this, but I don't remember anything about it. I remember the reason I remember is I kind of have a memory of the movie starting and there's the bells. And it said the bells of St. Mary. And then I, I remember nothing that happens. Fell I just asleep. remember them showing the bells. And then it's showing the bells of St. Mary. And that's all I remember. Now, see, if I didn't <clears throat> grow up watching it and I was just showing it in school, I, I probably would feel it would be the same. <laughs> but since I grew up watching it, I think if you go back and watch it now, you really like it. Yeah, I'll give it, a, I'll give it a shot. Bill, yeah, I kind of feel like you grew up watching a lot of really interesting films. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm not I'm not personally I'm not a fan of, of musicals. I feel that you Jason has said that you grew up watching musicals, you know, and I, I've been a theater person and I've seen musicals and they bore the shit out of me. <laughs> but also like the movies that you've talked about, you know, like um I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna exclude Santa Santa Slave, but you know, <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid and the the cell the the Bells of St. Mary, it's interesting choices. Yeah, no, I I dig it though. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, I, I completely. Dig and it. he also oh. seen those four that I gave you. I just don't know why he didn't say them yet. But that's okay. We have one chance left, so <laughs> we'll get, okay, we'll we see. Sorry to disappoint you guys. <laughs> I have to. I have to. In my heart of hearts, one of those is gonna be his number one. I know it. Bill, I know him gonna... very well. I know him. He has to put yeah. one of those. We're not going to see what these are until you give us the, the number yes, one, Bill. But I, I promise I... you, one of those has to be his number one. So with when that we... said, let's go ahead and do our number ones. <laughs> well, when we get there, when I get to that number one, I'm going to list off the ones that I could think of that I look at. How about this, Bill? I got them all. How about this? When you go to your number one bill, list off the ones you thought of first and then give us your, your number one. Because I want to, like, I'm curious if Jason, this 30-year, you know, camaraderie <laughs> that Jason has talked about, <laughs> really is solidified in this. So if he doesn't, if you don't get at least one of these movies, Jason. Yeah, I don't know what to think. I don't know exactly. what the hell to think. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. All righty. Rob, all what right. is your number one? We are on to our number one. Um I think we've all kind of talked about this a little bit, but this, like I said, this was a really, it was a hard choice between putting this as my number one or as my number two, because I love both of these films. Um, so this movie stars Adam Scott, Tony Collette, David Cockney. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to laugh. Um, 
Conchata Farrell, who plays the grandmother, and Emma J. Anthony, who is a new and upcoming actor. Uh, it was directed by Michael Dougherty, and it was written by him, a guy named Todd Cassidy, and Zach Shields. It's 2015's Krampus. So, yep. we all know about how, you know, Santa comes in um, during the holidays and, you know, comes down the chimney and puts the presents, eats the, you know, drinks the, the milk and eats the cookies and all that crack crap, right? So, throughout the movie, at the beginning of the movie, um, Max, who's played by MJ Anthony, um, he has this disillusioned idea of how family should be, you know, Christmas should be. And of course, once the, the the outside family comes in, all shit breaks loose. And he's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Fuck this family. Fuck this. I'm out, you know? And there's this one scene where he he has this Christmas list, you know, this Christmas, this this Christmas um letter for Santa. And one of the cousins reads it and embarrasses him and he rips it up and he says, screw it, and he throws it out. And that's when he brings in Krampus. He invites Krampus into the home. And one by one, they're all taken in some way, shape, or form. Um, th- one of the kids is taken up the chimney by Krampus and a, uh, what was that little bastard thing? Um, a gingerbread man, was it, Jason? I think so. I think so, yeah, gingerbread man. Um, there was also like, you know, there was also, um, there was a scene where the gingerbread family attacked the family itself, you know, and, there was um, a couple scenes up in the uh, up in the um, the attic where it was, you know, basically it, they were toys. This this version of Krampus, they took the idea of, of toys that Crips, uh, that uh, Saint Nick would give you, and they made it a horror version. You know, um, I personally I fucking love the theology of Krampus. Yeah, and actually, me and Nick just recently did a. Um, what was the call, Jason? What was the uh, the? He's gonna call it Info Blast. Info Blast, which our, I, as of this episode, it's not out yet, but it will be. It's not out yet, but our first episode, we Nick schools me on the history of Christmas, um, and it's I knew a lot about it because I love this movie and I love the the dark side of the moon when it comes to this holiday season, but um, I you know Krampus has always been an interesting character to me um so jason there's actually I, I got i got four sweet little things about this movie first one um so jason there's there's a movie you love called trick-or-treat right indeed you, you love that movie right hell yeah did you notice that when max shares his candy from his quote-unquote halloween stash um inside there's a lollipop that's identical to the weapon that's used by max well when, really? i'm sorry by, by sam Really? Did you not see that? I, d- I didn't catch that, no. You're going to have to watch it again. Yeah, darn, I'm going to have to watch it again. God damn it. Darn how it. dare you? How dare you make me watch a movie right. I like? How how dare I raise your intellectual property? <clears throat> yeah, whatever that means. So, um, <clears throat> for those who don't know about Krampus, Krampus is an Austrian-slash-German folklore character. Um and what's interesting is I got a friend who, um, well, it's interesting to me, but I, I got a friend who I grew up with, went to high school with her. Her name is Sarah. She lives in Norway. And she's told me all these stories about Norway and about these Krampus runs. Um, so every every Christmas season, they um, in, in the Aust- Austrian and German area, but it's also kind of like 
developed more it's kind of gone more european now they have what's called a krampus run where grown men dress up as krampuses and they parade through the streets and scare the crap out of kids they kind of like you know teach them hey don't be a little shit during the holidays you know um another interesting little tidbit when this movie came out um it was originally supposed to come around like november the end of november but they kind of pushed it back a week to kind of coincide with the Krampenstaut, which is a tradition Austrian uh, festival held on the 5th of December that celebrates our man Krampus and the punishing of naughty children. Um, and the one thing I really loved about this movie, like if you guys have not seen this, if, if ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all shapes and sizes, if you have not seen this movie, I highly recommend it. There's the one scene at the end of the film where the whole family comes to a realization that they're not in their home. They're not in their reality. And they come to the realization that they're stuck in this kind of like a time bubble, you know? And that's where you get the, 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 the scene where it's the snow globe and it, you know, the camera pulls out and you see hundreds of snow globes all over the, all over this 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 cave so when i when i did some research on this movie i i, I ran across an interesting little um quote from michael dowardy and he said that when he was when he was making this movie he wanted to make a darker version of a christmas film and he said that christmas movies exist in their own little snow globe where a clashing family no matter how sick of each other they are they always manage to overcome their differences and live a happy, happy ever after, you know. But what the family is when the family's issues escalate, that's when they sort of allow Krampus to seep into their reality. So at the end of that film, their reality ends and Krampus's reality begins, and they're stuck forever in this happy-go-lucky <clears throat> December twenty-fifth. So I apologize to everybody for making this really dark and deep and like bringing everything down. <laughs> but uh, my number one, all like I would say, this is my all-time favorite movie of all movies, and I've watched a lot of movies in my lifetime, which is why I'm a forty-year-old virgin. Um, <laughs> there you go. I made you guys laugh. All right, it's it's worth it. So my number one all-time favorite and my all-time favorite Christmas movie is Krampus. All yeah. right. Movie yeah, I I, I enjoyed I it. Yeah. This. I want to watch it again. I do want to. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Everybody, stop. Bill, did I just hear <laughs> you say I need to see this? You know, if I if no, no, I no, Bill, you are not allowed to say anything from here on out. <laughs> you have hurt me. If 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 I said that as often as I really haven't seen stuff that someone picked on here. Yeah, you guys probably would have kicked me off my own show by now. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Bill, you got kids, and it's, it's harder <laughs> to sit down and watch a movie. This, honestly, like, I, I would say, like, in the world that we live in right now, in the times that we live in, how, how old are your kids, Bill? Well, I got Abby. She's just turned five. Okay. And her sisters that I raised, uh, they're 15 and... 13, 13. Okay, so the youngest yeah. is five, the oldest is 15. This would not yeah. phase them one bit. <laughs> they would all be clapping for the toys. That's probably um, true. Your five yeah, probably would be like, Dada, I want that. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bill's like, Bill's like, yeah. And, and, and not, not, and not from anything I showed him because <laughs> I'm more like how Jason's dad was with him. <laughs> yeah. And he is. I, I think their mom is more like how his mom was with, with him. I can totally see that. <laughs> so agree. there's nothing wrong with that, you know. So they, yeah, whether whether I like, I really, not, I seemed, really can see that. Seemed... I can see that actually. <laughs> okay, so the thing about Krampus is, you know, I think it's good for everybody of all ages. Um, there are I don't maybe remember, a... I don't remember there being a lot of nudity, so I think there's, you'd be okay. There's no nudity. I don't think there's any nudity. Um, actually. Yeah, there are a couple scenes where there's maybe blood. Um, there there are scenes yeah. where there's violence. Yeah, but it's kind of the the shadow theory, um, and I, I may be mis mis identifying this with a lot of other theories in, in movies, where it's it's not what you see that scares you; it's what that's it's in the shadow that terrifies you. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Bill, I honestly think like you know this is one of those movies where like you said you've never seen it, but I guarantee you, you could probably watch this with the entire movie, and everybody's like. I like the gingerbread. <laughs> I, I kind of as soon as you started talking about this, I'm like, oh, now I get why he got mad earlier in the show. Jason <laughs> brought it up, <laughs> comparing it to my pick because they are yeah. two completely different films. But it's man. got similar that, vibes, you, though. Bull, similar no, vibes. No, they do. Oh my god! All okay, right. Before we go, before we go into everybody else's, Jason, please tell me the the similarity in the vibes. Just the the goofy atmosphere of it all, and the fact you're watching something, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" Like just the vibe of it. I don't mean like plot wise or story wise or anything. Just just the feeling you get watching it. That's all I meant. That was my comparison. Was just the feeling of watching it. Okay, I'm they are the completely next... different movie story wise. Yes, I'm and everything the next else. Game we play. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I don't know what kind of threat that is, but okay. <laughs> All right, let's get to Pete. What's your number one, Pete? Uh, it's already been done, and I, I, I was going to come up with a little uh, rhyme, but I couldn't think of it real quick. But <laughs> uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We've said a lot about it. Uh, the hilarity in it, um, the old man getting burnt after the tree gets burnt <laughs> down. <laughs> <the floor. laughs> right. uh, that right yeah. there is one of my favorite parts besides the rant. Danny fucking K. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's like there's so many hilarious things. Like when he, he besides Shitter's full part two, that's funny. But uh, when he's trying to get the lights on, and yes, yeah. try to get the lights on, and the tree, <laughs> the tree goes through Julia Louis's uh, Julia Louis's uh, uh, house. All this other stuff. There's so much stuff that happens. They pick on her so much in that movie. It isn't funny. That's another hilarity. Oh, thing. It is straight up bullying on Julie Louise. I'm so yeah. sorry. Why is the carpet wet, Todd? <laughs> I don't know, Margot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody believes him that the lights are turned on. They're out yeah. there. Like, how do they not believe well, it's him? Situational so mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay we so... all had. Pa- oh, sorry. We've all no, had. Go ahead, pa- go ahead Pete. Go ahead. We've all had family that's brought Jello that's tasted a little funny with the uh, the, uh, <laughs> the salad, you know, with the oh yeah, it's it's, it's just cream in there. Why is there cat food in there? We you know, like, you <laughs> know those are marshmallows. We don't know if they're actually marshmallows. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, that's marshmallow, not mold. 
No. All right. But uh, <laughs> but uh, there's so much stuff in there. It's like when they got the Christmas tree, that was hilarious. Like uh, the, them walking through the woods being frozen, trying to get a Christmas tree. You know, it's a, uh, walking through any cold weather like that. I've dealt with that where I had to walk home from uh, River Oaks one time. Yeah. That, uh, mm, you know, in the uh, holiday season. I know that doesn't deal with Christmas tree, but still holiday season walking through that. That's, that's, you know, uh, uh, but, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, part I liked, which I joked about earlier too, was when he went to go get the laundry, <laughs> I mean, when he went to the laundry thing, you know, yeah. And, and he kept that saying, Oh, it's a little nipply out. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <like>, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's so many great parts. Like I love this movie to death. This is like my all time actual favorite movie. Seriously. Like, you know, it's just uh, besides this and Dark Knight. I know Dark Knight's not Christmas, but still, this and Dark Knight is like my number one thing. Some um, argue that Batman's a dark, uh, Christmas movie. Yeah, Batman, Batman <laughs> Returns is, is yeah. Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Yeah, I'm surprised Absolutely. nobody put that down as their their Christmas <laughs> movie. <laughs> um, I was I was gonna put also as a tie, which I didn't mention to anybody on here was uh, uh, both versions of the uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas. And I say both version because there's the animated oh, yes. with the uh, Cumberbatch, you know, uh, uh, from uh, 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 Doctor Strange, you know what I'm talking about. And then you have Jim Carrey's. Jim Carrey is a god. As he owns the that. He owns that. Yes. He is like, you know, you see the, all these movies that's based off of Dr. Seuss. You've seen Mike Myers as Cat in Hat. No, 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 no. No, Jim Carrey, French, <laughs> no. that's it. You know, he's on a whole different level with that thing. And he, he's great at it. Like, he plays the asshole part of the Grinch so well. You know, it, it's just like, you look at it, you go, this movie should have been rated R because of Jim Carrey being the way he was in there. But he didn't do his R-rated stuff, but he was close to it. He was just... Amazing movie. Okay, and what's your name from... Talk about Big Bang Theory. Uh, uh, what's his name's mother's in there playing uh, uh, Jim Carrey's uh, love interest? The one that uh, with the glasses. Uh, what's her name? Um, 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 you know who I'm talking about because he had a thing for her in the in the Grinch. I know who you're talking about. Yes. Um. Uh. uh God, what's his name? He was a therapist uh, or something like that on the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, she was a therapist with numerous mother books. Of a, yeah. Could, um, uh, Johnny's Johnny's mother. Yeah, I know you talked yeah. about. It, yeah. Mm. yeah, but yeah. So uh, okay, that's my uh, number oh, one. Oh, you talking about? Uh, you not um, who's mom from Big Bang Theory? Uh, Johnny Galecki's. Yeah, his mother played the the the, the mother of the. Oh, Hulu, yeah. The the comic book guy, the comic book store guy. No, no, no. The main, the main, the main, uh, the one of the main antagonists in uh, Big Bang Theory. Um, God, I can't remember. Which one was I never, I don't really like that show, so. <laughs> not sure. You got the glasses. Not the Sheldon. main guy, the guy not with the glasses. Um, the other guy. Leonard, yeah. Oh, Leonard's okay. mother, yeah. What? Okay. So. Sheldon's mom was Jackie from Roseanne, right? Yeah, Sheldon's yeah. mom was Jackie from Which Roseanne. Which is funny because David is Leonard. Yeah. yeah. But Leonard's mother played the mother of the the young daughter. I can't remember her name in The in the Grinch. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember The Grinch. Who the hell was in that? Well, I Not guess all the people. Okay, I'm, I'm going to drop another bomb on you guys here. Oh, yeah, I got one. Wait, wait, hold on. 
you know the girl from uh, Pretty Reckless is the kid in uh, Jim Carrey's? Yes. Uh, Taylor, Momsen. Taylor Momsen. Yep. It's so weird. Oh, I, wow. feel, yeah. I feel so yeah, dirty I'm, for saying I'm yes. Gonna, but I'm Christine Baranski? Yeah. yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Christine, Christine Baranski, yeah. Okay, I'm going to drop two bombs on you then. Christine, if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> I, I've never heard of that movie you just mentioned. No? Which one? The Grinch? Pretty Reckless? No, that's a no, band. Not a movie. That's a rock band. That's a yeah, heavy metal band. death band. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which I thought you were saying was a movie or something. Uh, well, really, it's not really a death band. It's like a heavy metal. It is heavy yeah. Metal. Yeah. So yeah. I need to Spotify or YouTube them or something. Yeah. Or Pandora or whatever. Uh, I'll have a conversation with Alexa later, maybe. <laughs> drop, drop these bombs. Uh, I have one bomb to drop too. Say Taylor oh, Momsen. Just say Taylor Momsen, and you'll find the uh, oh, no. <laughs> stuff. Look you up Taylor not, Momsen. You adults. Better, you better not be putting <laughs> me down no weird uh, rabbit holes. No, uh, not no. not. Not the good rabbit hole podcast, but the bad <laughs> kind of rabbit hole. The police will not come to your house. We promise. Yeah, yeah, no. If you look up adult, <laughs> she probably has a good rabbit hole, but I'm not going to go there. But there we go. All right, Bill. What's your second point? So I can do my number one. <laughs> the, the other point, uh, you guys are going to probably all have heart attacks simultaneously. I have not watched the Jim Carrey Grant. I've I've seen parts of That's it. fine. If you've seen the cartoon version, you're fine. Yeah. Bill, what is wrong and with I've, you? I've listened to the song my entire life. <coughs> I've grew up watching the cartoon. I mean, the live action yeah. version is okay. I prefer the cartoon from the 60s. Yeah. So, how many people have chosen this movie as their number whatever? I It's on, it's on my honorable mentions. Okay. Because nobody has nobody has said the one famous line. Did I break wind again? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that made the whole movie for me. With the grandmother just so completely oblivious to everything, she goes, "Did I break wind again?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, on, my number one. My number one. It's a tie. Uh, they are two horror movies. Uh, probably. Well, you might expect one of them. The other one might be kind of out of left field. Um, Black Christmas and um... there. Okay, you got you got the one kind of out of left field. Um, well, for me, because I don't talk about it very often. So Black Christmas, yes, the, the original. The original. I want to make the the original seventies with Margot Kidder and uh, Olivia Hussey and yes, all of them. Yes, the original and. Okay, this is the rare time I'm putting only the sequel because you only need to watch the sequel. Oh, God. And that is Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Was that Um, the one where he goes, Garbage Day? That's exactly (laughs) it. Now, uh, so to get to Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, you you can skip the first movie, really, because the first 45 minutes of the sequel recaps the first movie. Like, I mean, beat by beat. It's just them... This is what happened. It happened here, and then this is this, and then the kids go into the orphanage, and the kid grows up and becomes a Santa, and he goes crazy, and he kills people in the to- the toy store, and like you see, like most of part one and part two. So there's just no point in even watching part two. Then after the recap, we get into the part two, the sequel, where we follow the brother of the guy from part one, uh, who. <laughs> 
<laughs> is the most entertaining actor on the yeah. face of the planet. Yep. <laughs> I now note I didn't say good. I said entertaining. entertaining. <laughs> oh my god. I want to note that. And he he then tells his story and he, it's almost <laughs> similar, mostly similar. It's just his is just um uh he just doesn't like the color red and anything affiliated with Christmas. Uh but then he also is kind of not a bad guy because he the people he kills in in his movie like kind of deserve it. They're all like assholes. Um, like there's the guy in the alley who's trying to shake down some poor guy for money. He kills that guy. Uh, he kills the ex boyfriend of this girl he's dating and he's in a stable relationship and everything. But then this ex boyfriend comes around he's like a you know, total douchebag. So he kills the guy. Um, uh, he goes after the, the nun, the mother superior because she was a royal bitch to him. So really, he's he's kind of an anti-hero. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> um, uh, but he's got a lot of funny lines in this movie, and most notably the garbage day. Um, if you know you've been around the internet as long as we all have, you know the meme. He's our Christmas um, Deadpool. <clears throat> but <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, I love I love 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 this movie to death. So that's Silent Night Daily Night Part Two. Uh, Black Christmas. Um, Black Christmas is a late '70s slasher movie. It came out before Halloween. It's it's not the first slasher, but it's an early one. It's one of the ones that influenced like the slashers that came after it, like Halloween and Texas Chainsaw and Friday the Thirteenth. Is what kind of inspired it. Um, and it's more of like it's not even really a slasher. It's more of like an intense hard thriller because uh, it follows this guy named Billy who uh, breaks into this uh, sorority house and he hides in the attic. And then every so often he'll switch between making phone calls, obscene phone calls to the girls in the house and then killing them kind of one by one in their rooms. Uh, and then uh, we get a little taste of drama where the main girl, played by Olivia Hussey, um, wants to break up with her boyfriend, but then she finds out she's pregnant, and there's some drama with that. Uh, we get a little comedy with the house mother, who's just this like raging alcoholic who <laughs> doesn't really care like what the girls do as long as they're kind of being respectful but she drinks along with them like lets the girls like screw with other guys and stuff like it's she's she's probably like the best character in the movie and she cracks me up and she has to team up with the dad of one of the girls who's this super uptight jerkwad who like just frowns upon like everything the house mother's doing um there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff in this movie it's a lot of fun to watch it's a great horror classic highly recommended if you hadn't seen it and i am again the original 70s version of black christmas so there you go that's my number one silent night deadline part two and black christmas good choices yeah that was really good choices yes i love those movies bill please redeem me please redeem me <laughs> what is it one of our choices man one of our choices <laughs> Well, yeah, oh, yeah. First, you're gonna say your other your other picks. I want to see if I'm I'm right. Yes. About something. Okay. Well, <clears> make <throat> me laugh, Bill. Make <clears throat> me laugh. 
mentioned like a trillion times and that the but and I probably would have put it but because I told myself not to put any that I used in the show so Christmas vacation I had that in letter C so I was like okay that's that'll help me make the list easier so I didn't use that one uh, for G I had going my way so I didn't use that today uh, for H, I had Heidi, so I didn't use that. I forgot about Heidi. I forgot about Heidi. I would have said that too. <laughs> I forgot oh, about no. Heidi. Does count. Does count. I know. I know. I forgot. <laughs> for iMovies, I had It's a Wonderful Life, so I left that off. That's one. <laughs> no, it wasn't in there. Uh, I said either it's a one. He's gonna have It's a Wonderful Life. You did say it. Then something else. I did say it. I got it okay, recorded. Okay, I can play okay, it back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Can, I'll can, give can. you that one. <laughs> uh, okay, now this this is like the it's not brought up as often, but it's considered it's one of the movies that's a Christmas movie to people that consider Die Hard one. Uh, I would I would say this Lethal Weapon, but yeah, I I, okay. I, I, I didn't think was, about that. Yeah, I think yeah. I had all four Lethal Weapons on the L letter L's. Uh, and letter M, I have March of the Wooden Soldiers. That's why I left that off for this list. Hang Lauren on, Hardy. Hang on, hang on. When I said Babes in Toyland, that no. was what I meant. Oh. That was what I meant. Oh. I I get those two uh, mixed up all uh, the time. That, I get is, those two mixed up. That is an alternate title for it. So okay. that's what that I meant. So I got two. We'll, we'll so I'm at two. That is, that is a, a, a official alternate title. So I'm at two. JJ okay, two. I don't feel so bad. <laughs> I, this this thirty-year friendship is kind of like a fifteen-year friendship now. <laughs> There's still another I'm, very major one you haven't said yet. I'm, I'm glad I'm helping it. you get back in there, buddy. <laughs> uh, now in, in our end movies, I had Nightmare Before Christmas. So surprised yeah, nobody said that. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like. I missed Pete saying it today, but I feel like he said this was going to be on his list. Uh, when we did letter P, I had the holiday movie, Thanksgiving movie, planes, trains, and automobiles. I said he said that. it when you it's were okay. gone. One of the times yeah. you were gone. But one of the <clears throat> one of my mess ups being drifting off there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so those are the ones that, yeah, that I can look okay. back and I realized I used her. Other ones that you might would think I would use, I didn't use because if you go way back to the very first episode, so uh, Jason and Pete, you might recall we had a conversation. Uh, I was not involved. Yes. So you're you're in the clear, buddy. <laughs> okay. I'm dying to see what this is. You're always involved from now on. Aww. <laughs> uh, I didn't include stuff like this 
because we had a, a de- well, not a debate, but I asked you guys, Jason, Pete, and Tom at the time, I asked all you guys, uh, do specials count as movies? And it was all mm. across the board agreed that specials are a separate thing. Right. So, because I was, I, I was all set to put a Charlie Brown Christmas as like my favorite A movie. Okay. I was uh, going to put that as one of my Christmas movies too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's why I have nothing, no kind of special, no Grinch, no Charlie Brown, no Rudolph, Frosty, none of that kind of stuff on my okay, list. Okay, fair. That's fair. All right. All that said. All right, I let's go put money on this, uh, guys. Let's see if he says what in the movies. <laughs> you know, I, I thought I'd be a little different again, and I did a tie here. I'm sorry, dying okay. to hear this. I think one of them might make Jason happy, I hope. Uh, they're both musicals. Okay, we're getting there. <laughs> oh, we're getting God. There. We're getting there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, the first one is animated, but it's definitely oh. considered an animated Damn movie. It. Okay, this is where I went different. It's not a Christmas movie because it's a Hanukkah movie. Pete, you? Uh, it's shutting down. Uh, I know. You son on, of a gun! <laughs> it's shutting down. You oh. son of a gun! <laughs> really? Did you really pick that? <laughs> Did you really pick that? I oh my god. Wait, did I did I make Pete leave for real? No, he something happened with his phone. I'm sure he's okay. Oh he'll be back. I, I thought he got upset. <laughs> no, no. Said, you son of a gun. <laughs> oh no. I'm sure he just had a technical glitch. He'll be alright. Okay. Well he, <sighs> I can't believe he gets He figured that. it out. I figured I it out too. Okay. I'm, I'm lost. It say it. It's say a it. holiday movie. It counts because Planes, trains, almonds, Thanksgiving, right? Holidays yeah, no. is the holiday season. I'm not. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's a, hol- a holiday list. Absolutely. Eight crazy nights. There you go. Hanukkah, I didn't think about that. Adam Sandler. I I love Adam Sandler. That's a damn good called. movie. The music is excellent. The whole the story, everything. It's just a great movie. This, the voices he does is just perfect. Uh, and then uh, hopefully the next musical that is tied with it will make Jason happy and uh, we'll be re- both re- be redeemed here. And that's White Christmas. Yes! <laughs> I fucking told he was, you! He was working on that so bad. He's like, I know White Christmas is going to be... He loves He's White like, Christmas. If it's not on Holy his number shit. one, it's on his mentionable list. <laughs> I fucking told you. Now, okay, I'm gonna say this now uh, since you said all that stuff. Friendship Bill. solidified. I wasn't sure if it, yeah, was, right. if it was if you were gonna tie White Christmas with Holiday Inn because I know you also like Holiday Inn. Eh, okay, so it. so Bill, Bill, Bill. I didn't grow up watching that one though. Okay, I so I not, thought I don't have that I, same special. Okay, I th- I thought you, I thought you would have had that too, but I fucking knew White Christmas so, was going to be he, somewhere. Bill, he picked Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street slash The mm-hmm. Christmas Story. Um, he picked White yeah. Christmas. Right. He Christmas. picked uh, The Babes in Toyland, which was March. Um, March of the Wooden Soldiers. Yeah. 
and then he picked Holiday Inn. So Holiday Inn. We will give him three out of five. I I do love the Marathon Thirty Fourth Street movies too. But I remember I you not, liking that. I did not uh, put them and on the list or consider has, put them on the list. But I do as love- much as. As much as you love Hammond, Indiana, I figured you would have put a Christmas story. I definitely considered putting that one. I really did. It was a last-minute decision not to put it. I really so. did. All right. I'm just happy that I was right about White Christmas at the very least. He was. That was like his... <laughs> if there was like, you know, okay, put all our eggs in one basket, that was his one basket. That was it. There. That was like it. Because I knew, I knew that had to be on there. The only one you're kind of off about is Holiday Inn, but otherwise, I c- yeah, maybe, no. maybe I just remember you watching it a couple of times. Maybe not yeah, as often. Yeah, we might but... have even watched it together. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking of. But I know, you know you that I owned it. Love. You love White Christmas. I don't know I just, what White know. Christmas is. I know Black Christmas. What's White, what's, what's White Christmas? I'm assuming it's not a horror film. Well, Bill oh. can explain. It's his number one. <laughs> Come on, Bill. You, you don't. You really don't know? No, I've never seen it. I've never seen White Christmas. Okay. Uh, I'm not. Bing, I'm not joking. I'm not bullshitting okay, you at make all. I swear. Bing Crosby. But this one's a musical. <laughs> um. Oh God, Jason. What's his name? Oh, uh, uh, Danny K. Danny K. <laughs> Danny F and Danny, Danny fucking K. K. <laughs> that's where that rant comes. That's yeah. That's why he said that. Yeah. Half dancing. Uh, Half dancing. So like Danny fucking K. Oh, yeah, that's shit. exactly. No, really? It's a oh, reference wow. to the. Yeah, it's a reference okay. to White okay. Christmas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so they're in the army together at the beginning. Um, a building like is about to fall on Bing Crosby. He's kind of, he's not like a general or whatever, but he's higher up than the than Danny Kay because he's just like a private. Uh, buildings, like a brick wall is about to fall and crush him. Danny Kay grabs him and saves him. So the whole rest of the movie, even though, Danny Kay's injury was really minor, and his he had a uh, he hurt his arm. He had a cast for like a moment. It, it was a minor thing, but he makes it seem like his arm hurts his whole life because he <laughs> saved him. So he wants like put, true. he puts him through a guilt trip about saving his life, like for this the rest of his life. Uh, <laughs> they be, they become a. Uh, a team together because Bing Crosby was already like a famous um on Broadway and stuff. He was doing music like uh what do you call it? Um uh, like vaudeville and stuff like that. Danny Kay was aspiring to do that. So he they joined up because he checked out his songs and stuff and they became an act and they became like real huge together. Um then they both fall for these girls who are also. Hey, I'm back. Hey. My phone, my phone back. died. I thought my phone was on the charger. Sorry. <laughs> I thought my phone was on the charger. We're still recording, Pete. Yes. For a split Danny second. <laughs> for a split second, you worried me because I said, You son of a gun. You son of a gun. <laughs> and then you like, I, I got to get out of here. <laughs> No, this is the I, important part. Pete, I was right. 
His number one is White Christmas. That's the important thing yeah. that you need to take away out of everything. <laughs> I thought because I, I said you son of a gun that you got upset and left that for a split second. Oh, no, no. My, uh, I thought my phone was on the charger. These guys reassured me, dude. No, I just figured he had technical problems, so yeah. I was like, yeah, he'll be back. <laughs> All right, anyway, White Christmas, continue. Uh, so, yeah, the... Uh... These ladies, they they also are famous uh, singing group, and they one of the sisters writes a phony letter because their brother was in the service with them, so she writes a phony letter as him saying to go check them out to see their act, and when they see them, they both simultaneously fall in love with. Each sister separately. <laughs> uh, it's so much funnier than what I'm explaining it, uh, but because there's there's a lot of comedy throughout it. But I'm I'm just saying like the boring plot points. <laughs> but there's uh, yeah, as each of these things is happening, there's funny moments in between too. Uh, <laughs> Especially one of the most famous funny parts is uh, the sisters kind of have to leave real quick. So they give them their train tickets and they jump out the window. Uh, they they own, they own money. They owe money to the, the owner of the club. And he's looking for them trying to, and they had to leave real quick. So Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye, they put on the record of the girls singing and they dress up as them. <laughs> wow okay and they do a funny uh they do the act like exactly how they do it they have like these big giant flowers and they (laughs) they go like this and then (laughs) it's really (laughs) now i'm just imagining you dressing up like that you know (laughs) This is probably one of the first, like, um, well, there's always been uh, drag scenes, I guess, in comedies, even in the silent era and stuff. But that was probably one of the earliest known funny scenes like that where there was. Yeah, I'm sure that was done like in vaudeville and stuff like that. So that's probably not. That's probably probably, anything anything of it. Yeah. Shakespeare had men playing women characters all the time. Yeah, absolutely. True. But it was just so funny to see them pretending to be that. Because uh, the, the the audience is thinking that the girls are coming out and it turns out to be those <laughs> posing as them. It's so funny. Uh, then they go into the same place that they were going. They weren't supposed to go there. Uh Bing, Cros- Bing Crosby's kind of being pushed along by Danny Kaye the whole movie, basically. <laughs> but he he gets them to go along to go to the same place the girls are going. And their, their um, general is like the caretaker of the uh, what would you call it? A bed and breakfast type of place that they go stay at in Vermont. Uh-huh. Sure as the fuck wasn't an Airbnb. Come on, right, right. <laughs> so 
that then then it kind of becomes uh, about them trying to do something nice for the general uh, without him realizing that they're trying to do this thing for him. Now, I I don't know if I spoiled anything or not. I'm trying not to. <laughs> so I'll probably leave it at that. But... There's no way you could spoil this movie. <laughs> if people have not watched this by now, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, that's true. That's... <laughs> Oh, this is the first time you actually Very see almost true. a good picture of me out here. <laughs> I had a joke because usually you only, you only see my head. Usually, you know. <laughs> I got to hold it to charge the phone. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you good? All right. Well, there you go. White Christmas, like I predicted. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I was right. We were thinking either Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street or something else, like you know. Yeah, we, yeah, we went through the list. We went through the list. Yeah. Well, you, you bounced I'm, on us. I'm 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 happy I was right. He okay. Was, he was not far off on the most of the. I had a holiday blackout. You know. <laughs> too much, uh, you know, like you know, no, too much rum and eggnog. <laughs> Like All righty. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and I'll recap our five uh, favorite holiday movies. So, Rob, please All start right. us off. Let's do my number my five. So, my number five was Just Friends, starring Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart, and Affairs. Number four was Eight Bit Christmas with Neil Patrick Harris, Steve Zahn, and Winslow Fegley. What? Who? Number yes. three was uh, Mixed Nuts with Steve Martin, Madeline Kahn, Robert Klein, Adam Sandler, Gary Shandling, and a whole bunch of other people. Number two was a lovable little animation called The Snowman with Peter Audie, Raymond Briggs, Mill Smith, and David Bowie. And my number one all time was the dark, dark Christmas Dark version of Santa Krampus with Adam Scott, Tony Collette, David Cochner, Conchata Farrell, and Emma J. Anthony. All right, Pete. My number five was a tie. And it was a Christmas story. And ah. jingle all the way. Number four. Oh. Was. All right, go on, Bill. What's up? I'm sorry, Pete. I, 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 I didn't mention this earlier, but Jingle All the Way was one I considered putting too. Hmm. I need sorry. my boy. I need my figurine for my yeah. skin. Put oh, down, cookie down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four was a tie. Kevin McAllister getting it both ways. No, I'm saying. <laughs> You're like, what? Uh, uh, Home Alone and Home Alone uh, Lost in New York. I mean, for part two. Uh, uh, Right, lost in New York, lost in Manhattan. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, right. you, yeah. And then uh, number three, I think I said number two. I meant to say number four. Sorry. Uh, uh, number three was planes, trains, and automobiles. You're going the wrong way. Uh, um, <laughs> number two was Bad Santa. <laughs> um, I was gonna say something with that with a fuck me Santa, but anyway. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we're gonna go get the car. And you're going to get me the best Christmas ever. We're going to go get Shirley. But anyway, uh, 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 number one is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <clears throat> and that's my five. five, five. All right. My there five was... Number five was It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, number four was a tie between Home Alone and Home Alone 2, Lost <laughs> in New York. 
Uh, number three is a tie between National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Scrooge. Uh, number two uh, is the uh, penultimate uh, Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard, uh, which I gave my reasons why. And my number one was a tie between Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, and Black <laughs> Christmas. Bill. 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 All right. <clears throat> Oh, Bill, huh? the We're just waiting for you, Bill. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, <laughs> number five, Santa Slate. Number four, Ernest Saves Christmas. Number three, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Number two, The Bells of St. Mary. Number one, Eight. Crazy Nights and White Christmas. <laughs> All right. So before we go, everybody, um, rabbitholepodcast.com is the home of this podcast, Top 5 A through Z, and a bunch of other different podcasts that you can find. And there's a bunch of different kinds, different kinds of podcasts you can find. Uh, you got comedy, you got board games, you got horror movies, you got the Marvel films, you got. Uh, I'm doing a 90s movie uh, thing. Uh, there's going to be a history lesson style show coming out starring Nick and Rob. I am actually haven't listened to it, so I'm very curious how that is. I get a lot. <laughs> so uh, look, out, look forward to that. You got The Sib List uh, with Lisa and her brother Mark. Uh, there's a lot of great podcasts you can check out over at rabbitholepodcast.com. And as Pete mentioned, uh, we are sort of, I don't want to say sponsored because we're not getting money, but we're sort of helping out the app. We're collaborating with the app RunP because RunP uh, is an app that uses, uh, that works with the movie theaters. And, you know, 2020 was a terrible year for movie theaters. So they're struggling kind of like a lot of businesses are. And they're a great, they're a great app. They're very useful for people like me who like to drink soda and then have to pee 20 minutes later. Um, so please go download the app. It's called Run P. It's on Android and iOS. It's absolutely free to download. Um, and you just go to the movie theater, pick the movie you're seeing, and it tells you what time during the movie is a good time to go use the bathroom. You can even use it to go get snacks or refill on your soda, get some more popcorn. Whatever you want to do, it's a, it's, it's a great app all around. Uh, definitely uh, check that out. Uh, they're, again, called RunP. And this is the last uh, top five for 2021. So it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy-ass oh, year. It's been a crazy year. We got fireworks uh, going on in the background. What's no, strange is it's the, it's the last of the year, but it's – it's not the last of the season, though. No. Season mm-hmm. one okay. will continue into next year. Is that not strange? Yeah. If we saw into the new year, we will scream something better. I'm just, I'm just, okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm just happy that we survived 2021. This show in itself has gone through some things. <laughs> as you probably have noticed. Um, but uh yeah we got we're gonna all come back in 2022 and we're just gonna keep kicking some ass yeah. so 2022 just for you I, I don't think you should be 
I, I don't I don't think you should be heading the cat. Hey, he jumped up, okay? He jumped <laughs> up. It's all fair game. All right, I was, with that said. I was going to word that a completely <laughs> different way. One thing we've got to say mind. to our viewers. This is my cat, people. This is my cat. Look at him. Aww. Love him. Quit playing <laughs> with... Aww. Uh, um, one thing we all right, to everybody. Oh, Merry Christmas. Have... Have a good New Year. Stay safe. Get drunk. Hi, Kitty. Up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Pete said it all. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah, Wash your filthy Recording stopped. Hello, I'm Jason Soto. And I'm Lisa Leahy. And we're the hosts of the mini-cast Between the Scares, a podcast that takes a look at all the films Bloomhouse Productions have produced. You may not recognize the name, but Bloomhouse has produced a lot of your favorite horror films, including Paranormal Activity, Insidious, The Purge, and non-horror films like Griffin and Phoenix and The Fever. Yes, those two, but the horror ones also include Lords of Salem, Oculus, Ouija. Yeah, but there are also stupid ones like the Tooth Fairy and the Darwin Awards. Alright, alright, so Jason Bloom did some non-horror films, and we'll be covering those too, for better or for worse. Ooh, ooh, like the Gem and the Holograms live-action movie from a few years ago? He did that? Uh-huh. Ugh, yeah, I guess... Anyway, you can find episodes of Between the Scares at rabbitholepodcasts.com or anywhere else you find your podcasts. So come follow us and we'll see you Between, Between the, scares. the Scares. Copyright 2021 Rabbit Hole Podcast. Rabbitholepodcasts.com. Oh, the